The following is a presentation of Booze Radio. If it's too loud, you're too old. We cannot believe it. We just went, oh! <laughs> I was a good bar player. Okay. I was very vocal. Very vocal. I wanted to win. This is Todd Lafredo. You're listening to Foosball Radio. It's Foos Talk Live. Are you talking to me? Compelling and lively banter. Are you going to talk to us? Talking foosball. Foosball was how I measured my value as a man. You took that away. Players and fans, promoters and pros, unedited and raw. Talk, talk, talk. Living in the moment. We have a lot of important things to talk about. All while practicing social distancing. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. Let's get this thing started. Foos Talk. Live. Coming to you live from the studio of Foosball Radio. It's the 124th episode of Foos Talk Live. With thanks and promotional consideration extended to InsideFoos.com, providing access to some of the most exciting matches ever recorded, plus live tournaments, pre- and post-show analysis, and interviews. Our thanks to ProtectoFlex, the world's premier foosball safety accessory. Go to Protecto-Flex.com. Thanks to Rodlock. Practice more, reach less. The best practice tool in foosball, visit broad-lock.com. Brought to you by 518 Prints, one of the best printers of promotional items in foosball apparel. Visit 518prints.com. We also gratefully support the USTSO, helping to usher in a new competitive, a new era of competitive foosball. Become a member at usafoosball.com. Plus, Foosball Clubs USA promoting foosball through school systems all over the United States. Visit, visit foosballclubsusa.com and make a donation today. Well, hey there, it's Tom Robinson back together again with the team here at Foos Talk Live for episode number 124. And uh, we are stepping into a, a, a quite an exciting couple of weeks here coming up, uh, not just with Foos Talk Live, but also with foosball in general. And of course, a conversation about the beautiful sport of foosball is always a whole lot more interesting when you can have it with uh, Jim Stevens, the greatest play-by-play foosball announcer of all time. Hello, Jim. Hi, Tom. Hi, everybody out there in foosball land. And and we're going to be smack dab in the middle of foosball next weekend here in just a few days. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Always one of the great events in the world. We're going to talk about that, certainly. As the evening goes on, we're also going to have a visit tonight from uh, our friends Tommy Brewer and Rob Cadle down in Florida, who have some exciting uh, news on an upcoming Thunderdome event. How about that? Uh, And then a visit uh, as we move into the World Championships. Why not talk with a guy who won three big titles, uh, the three biggest titles last year uh, in in Lexington, Kentucky? And that's Ryan Moore. He's bringing his wife, Yvette, here, also a great player. Uh, they'll be here tonight to talk a little bit about uh, defending their world championships. They were mixed doubles champs last year. And also, um, we'll get the inside story on one of the more exciting foosball-related products to um, come around in a long time. So it's going to be a fun evening, Tom. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we're, we're set for, uh, for lots, of, uh, lots of fun, to say the least. Uh, by the way, uh, the part of Clay Toomey this week is being played by our Foos Talk Live foodie from Ventura, California. That would be Adam Gilson. He's Adam, so versatile. You don't even look like Clay, but that's okay. I think that's probably a that's a that we'll work with that. What's up, everybody? Things you've ever said about. I'm trying to do my my Clay. I can't. That do wasn't clay. bad. What? That wasn't bad. Let me get my hat. 
Hey, how's it going? You know what? Um, I, I just got, Jim, I just got so excited. I got all the goosebumps just hearing you talking about Tornado Championships coming up. Like, uh, we got some some great guests tonight. I'm excited, but I'm like, I'm excited to be watching foosball and in, in, in one of the best seats in the house outside of maybe being at home watching it when you, you know, when the dr- drinks are free at your house next weekend. Who knows, right? But mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. I mean, this is going to be oh, yeah. all the stories, everything that's going on. This is this is why we like we come to these things. Yeah, there's be, still a big buzz about this, isn't there? Absolutely. Would it, would it be correct to say that uh, I've been boning up on uh, the tournaments from last year? Uh, the, mm. the, the 2021 coverage. I don't know if that's correct to say or not. Yeah. I, okay. I probably would we'll have check. not gone that studying. direction myself. I'll, I'll use studying. We'll check okay. the sensors, but it might be a hard one. <laughs> so, this, uh, I got to say, I was looking back at the singles match between Tony and Ryan. Wow. I mean, I've seen it, I don't know, yeah. a couple of times now, but it just, it's astounding because it, you it think is. at one moment, Tony's got it in the bag and then he doesn't. And then and Ryan has it, it yeah. and then he doesn't. It, it's a heavyweight battle. There's no question about it. It was great heavyweight fights of the 80s and the 90s that you would watch or even middleweight fights. But back and forth, you don't know who's going to win. Either of these guys could come out on top. And we forget a little bit. I mean, incredible performance from Ryan last year, no question about it. But we forget a little bit until we stop and think about it or hear a, a potential flashback from it. Just yeah. what a great match that was. And I think, you know, if, when we get do get to the point of, of breaking things down and seeing the 10 best matches of the last 10 or 20 years, that one very mm-hmm. well could could make the list. And oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll talk with Ryan a little more about it tonight. But, uh, you know, a lot of things. I mean, who, who's playing with who? I, I think, Adam, you have uh, maybe some ideas about some of the pairings, some of the teams. I, I don't know. Um, uh, presumably, I, I think that, that Blake and Ryan are, are playing together, but we'll, we'll hear from mm-hmm. that. Um, a lot of the other teams, though, I just I actually don't know. I know that uh, uh, Brandon Moreland and Trevor Park are playing together, but mm-hmm. beyond that, it's murky. I don't know because I saw people talking about it on on, on on the Facebooks, and nobody's actually being forthcoming. <laughs> yeah, Tony and Bud, I think the Spray Tony and Bud. I think are playing Tony together, Bud. right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony and Bud, that's cool. Um, so, but it'll be fun to watch to see uh, exactly what unfolds, and always such great action, and it's going to be a lot of fun to be right in the middle of it with you two guys and with Clay, who's coming, and uh, yeah. that should be a blast. And we're gonna we're gonna bring you that weekend of foosball, really the center of the foosball universe, to you all across the various platforms uh, to the best of our ability. So not only uh, will we be doing great news, but it's going to be a ton of fun there. For I think us the, the other thing that's really uh, I'm looking forward to here is getting a chance to see people again, just just to you know hang out and talk to folks again. Is this your, it's been so long. Is this the, big, the first one you've been to since last Worlds? Uh, I believe so. I wow. believe so. This yeah. is the first time since last year. time. So, yeah, I hope, yeah, too long, far too long. Yeah, and can can Tony win a ninth world singles championship? He already owns the record. This is the greatest singles player I think we've ever seen. Uh, Tony, the kids, you know, McGregor, Wynn, Balco, you know, some of the young Mm -hmm. young guns, if you will. Um, See how they can respond. And we talked to Evan, of course, uh, just a week or so ago. And uh, and got his insights on it. And what a great guest he was! Oh, so yeah. mature for his age. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you can't help think that if he sticks with it, this is a future champion, a future um, major championship winner. I think in an open event. Right. He's learning. He's learning so quickly. One of the things I have to say about Evan was after after the show, in the post show meeting, he spent probably twenty minutes uh, picking the brain of Clay Toomey about certain certain moves and maneuvers uh, and certain philosophies in foosball. And I kind of stood back and watched. I was just, I was astounded at how thoughtful Evan is. Yeah. Yeah. How much he, he really desires to know the secrets. He wants to know how the, how the recipes are made. And he takes the time to ask the questions, which to me, I just, I found that 
extraordinary. And I, I, me personally, I, I was listening and learning uh, to what he was asking Clay. And it's like, this kid, he's, he's, uh, he's got to be genius level, I think. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying this uh, in a way that, that uh, in any way uh, kidding. I'm saying, I think this guy, is, he's, uh, he's got the makings of, of genius level. He just really, really pays attention. And I don't think you've seen him play the guitar, uh, which I think Adam and I are right. already sold on that idea. Um, yeah. for sure. But, um, and, and you see him implemented, obviously a third place finish at the world cup in, in, in junior singles against mm-hmm. losing to a couple of Germans. Um, this is a kid to really keep an eye on it next week is going to be a lot of fun to see what he can do here. Oh, and we yeah. talked to him, uh, you know, when we had him on the show and he talked about just wanting a world championship. I need a world championship. I don't, I'm yeah. not a world champion. I want to say I'm a world champion. He's looking at the amateur event in particular, but I don't think, I don't think that would be it. I think, it, you know, he has the potential to win several. I think he's definitely got the desire. Yeah. There's no question right. about that. Right. And, and on so, top of that, and on top of that, I'm, I'm really curious after seeing Sully's uh, performance in open doubles in Mississippi state, where's the ceiling? We've been talking about her ceiling for a long yeah. time. You know, where, where is where it? Does it continue? Where is it? That, that of, of all the little stories that are happening, and there's so many, especially a tournament this large. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many that can happen. And the ones that I'm excited about, Jim and, and Tom, and this is what I said last year, were the things that I don't know, the intangibles. Who the hell knows who's going to show up? Who who knows who's going to have a good weekend? Who knows who's going to upset who? Right. You know, I am I am always happy to see the apple cart get tipped over. Yeah. I want people to eat the apples I afterwards, <laughs> but I want it to get tipped. Off. Wash them first. You wash them first. You, so do, that's, you do eat yeah. them. Yeah, that's why I'm willing to get on an airplane because I want to see that apple. Yeah, and and it's our job to find those threads to kind of tug and pull at mm-hmm. and, and kind sure. of uh, be aware of what's going on throughout the different events, what's happening right in front of us on table one, of course, um, and to bring the story. And that's always what Inside Foods has done. That's what we're going to continue to do with Foods Talk Live and, and every other platform that we have to bring you uh, all the news all the time next weekend from Lexington. The, the question is, Will we be cheering? Will there be yelling? Will be there screaming and and uh, and, and drama in the in the crowd? That's the other thing. You know, I, I know Adam has some thoughts on this as well. And, and yes, I mean there may be. Maybe it's been brought to light a little more of, of late, and maybe people will make the effort go into the event thinking I want to be more active in the crowd. But so much much of that, in fact, all of it, kind of has to be generated organically, right? You mm-hmm. the, you really want them to be standing up and cheering. Watch the two thousand and one Open Doubles Final Tornado Worlds. Um, an incredible match. Every point, people were standing and cheering and yelling, um, and even at times when the ball was in play. And it was just because it was so compelling of a product. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to, you know, is 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 being able on that last day of the tournament where p- people still have some energy left, we hope, uh, to give them a great show and have them respond organically to it. Well, you know, thinking about this, it just it just makes me thirsty. <laughs> Well, what Jim and That's I like one. to do right about this time is to reveal uh, our favorite IPA. And Jim, what would that be this week? Well, you know, I found this actually at my local establishment uh, earlier this week. I, I had one. I enjoyed it immensely. And so I decided I wanted to show everybody Project Dank out of the Lacumbre Brewery Ooh. in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Dank. About 225 miles from here. It's 7.5. It's an experiment. It's an experimental India Pale Ale Spring Edition. So experiment. it's an experiment. They're they're seeing how dank can they get it. If you know that term, <laughs> you're an IPA drinker. You know what I mean. Oh uh, yeah. Of course. Now it yeah. it applies to a lot of things. I understand. Yeah. But as far as IPAs, you want it dank. If you're an IPA drinker, I'm pouring it into a cup. Oh yeah. There it is. Oh look at that. Look at that. Oh yeah. There's a lot of head there. 
it gets you right in here. You know, right in here, it gets you. And right on the Is back part of your tongue, it's really dank. And that's what that means. It's dank. Right back here in the back part of your tongue and right here in the middle of your chest. Dank. Ooh, dank. Dig it. Well, Adam, what, what pray tell have you? Well, as you know, or probably don't know, or wouldn't believe, uh, I have often been a body double for Tom Cruise. Uh, most recently in the most recent Top Gun movie. So um, as, as a thank you from him, he sent me this case of uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA. And I thought, you know, I normally don't drink um, beers from famous people, but what the hell? Let's do it. <laughs> and it's a hazy. I try it's, not to. I know. Me too. But it's, yeah. it's, it was unopened, so I said, let's just do it this one time. But, you know, I'm a sucker for hazies. I'm still, I'm, I think I'm going to be, and, and, oh, and it's, so it's New Belgium, and I just, I love it New is. Belgium. Yeah. So. New Belgium, Fort okay. Collins, yep, okay. Fort Collins, Colorado. Yep. Smells good. Smells fruity. Not dank. No dank. But good. It's a good Whoa. beer. Smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's a beer yeah. you'll like. And, uh, it is, yeah. You know, okay. that's before we get to you, Tom, you know, Tom, I hope you accompany us, Adam. We're going to be walking about, what, 250 feet over to the gas beer station cave. where they have a, a beautiful beer, beer cave. cave. Yes. You walk in. If you're in there more than five minutes, you start yeah. getting uh, icicles yeah. on your beard. But but the beer is <laughs> yeah. fantastic. That is one of my fondest memories from last year. But Sorry, the, I don't have the beard, but, you know, well, on my yeah. eyelashes, maybe. Okay. okay. Your eyebrows hey. and beard. Yeah. <laughs> I do have those Gandalf eyelashes. Eyebrows. There you go. Well, wow, he could play Gandalf with a wig. Uh, now, now, hold on a second here. I've, I've got a little time left. It's uh, mm-hmm. I'm not not to the end of my rope yet. But no, it just means you're a wizard. Maybe you after this. Wizard. What are you drinking, Tom? Oh, what are you drinking? Well, how about this one? I like the I like the the the, the label on this mm-hmm. one especially. It's called Megabyte, mm-hmm. and Megabyte comes to us uh, from Hop Butcher, the Hop Butcher uh, of World Brewing, Bedford Park, Illinois. And this one is a 7.5%, and uh, it it does have, uh, there's a bit of a tasting uh, uh, scale here. Uh, Citra and Amarillo hot, uh, lush citrus, creamy mango, and stone fruit. So let's see how she pours. And I think that will do to start. And uh, bottoms up. Oh, I definitely. Oh, there's. Oh, oh, this is this is really good. Glasses, well done. So, good job. Ah, well, this one's the special. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to go back and get a case of those. So, megabyte. And so, I gotta say, we have to tip our glass to our our uh, honor group of the week. Honor group of the week this week is Mid South Foosball. Mid-South Foosball just found their page on Facebook this week, and uh, they sent me a, 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 an invitation to one of their events. I had to decline, but uh, here's Mid- to Mid-South Foosball. Mid-South of what? Mid-South of America, I believe. Yeah, but, it's, uh, like, um, it's like it's like Tennessee up into Ohio wow. or down or Kentucky, Tennessee, kind of. Uh, I'm guessing Mid-South might be somewhere like Mid- Memphis, Nashville. Where are they? Cool. Yep, Memphis, Memphis, Nashville, and, and like you say, a little bit of Ohio and so here's to you guys. We, we will be not too far from you this this coming week. But uh, to our honor group of the week. Wow, I gotta say, man, and, this and, this uh, megabytes, good stuff. And before we get to the flashback and onto our guests, etc., I do want to invite everybody who is in attendance next weekend uh, to come on over and say hi. You know, we're going to be up in the booth yeah. having some fun. We'd love to meet you in person. Just come on over, introduce yourself, let us know where you're from, how long you've been playing. A lot of you, of course, we're going to know. But come check in with us. 
and say hi at the Inside Foods booth there, right oh, adjacent to table number one. Looking forward to that. I know uh, there on, on camera at one point, uh, was it um, uh, earlier this year, right, Adam, where you had a, a, a fan come up to you and, and basically hug you? Hug me? <laughs> oh, oh it no! Like he no, wanted to. no, no! That was that was that was um, it was uh, Jim. That was you and I, and we were at Texas State. That was remember me. That was and that, State, that big yes. that that kid with that smile, yeah. like that that big blue sky Montana yes. smile, brought just was saying sir and thank you. Just well, you know, he knows who he is. Reed, you're out there. Oh, yeah. the show. I yeah, know. He loves it. We love. We hear it a lot, and we love it when we come to tournaments. And you've listened and enjoyed the show. It's, uh, it really makes all of us feel it really is. good. It, it does. I, I was at a, I was down in San Diego at a at a foosball. I played in a little draw down there, right? And, and yeah. somebody came up and said, "Hey, you know, I love the show. I'm a big fan. I like what you guys cool. do inside foos and all that." I was like, "Wow, that's great." And then it never hurts. Let's no, put it that it way. No. Well, and that was your uh, dad. I yeah, no. wasn't it? No, it was my mom. Yeah. It was my mom. And I said, "Thanks, mom." <laughs> Gee, mom. Yeah. But hey, they're people. <laughs> hey, they by the way, I should ask you this, Adam. Do your parents listen to this uh, this uh, production all the time? Oh, all the yeah. time. Oh no, they, oh. they Jim, I've shared with Jim like they'll send me messages after a match and say, "Hey, you guys did a good job on that match." And I, I can't tell you how awesome that feels or Yeah. <laughs> it's just so cool. Yeah. yeah it's folks cool. know foosball. They know foosball. So yeah. if I'm sitting right. here and I, and I know they're watching, I'm I'm performing at the highest level if I can yeah. for them. There you go. Oh, it's it's a it, well, absolutely, man. Well, this is uh we have to reminisce now a bit because last year was such an extraordinary time because well first of all when it came to uh the world championships or tornado world championships everybody's was coming together for the first time after covid and so there was a really huge crowd and everybody was charged up and one of the greatest matches of the weekend as we already mentioned was between tony and uh, ryan so let's let's uh, let's go back and and replay this uh, flashback with great moments in foosball history this is a Foos Talk Live flashback. Ryan, for the dead ball, we'll put it back into play. Tried to go to that short side, then grabs it on the five on the rebound. Ryan tried to go along the wall. Tony there. That one angled wide of the goal. Tony will reset and then have it taken away by Moore. Another chance to win it for Ryan. Ryan Moore. Strokes it home, and there it is. Ryan Moore holds on to defeat Tony Spreadman 8-6 in the fifth and final game of the second set of the Open Singles Final to win the 2021 Tornado World Singles Championship and end the run of Tony Spreadman at five in a row. What a match, what a performance by the big guy, Ryan Moore as he claims his third World Singles Championship on the Tornado Table. What a performance. What heart, what spirit, what soul, what love, what passion we all feel right now. I do. No, you know, I feel like I've been a part of history. These great matches, I'm so flattered and proud to be a part of them. In the year 2021, in the Battle of the Titans, it is that man right there, Ryan Moore of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who reigns supreme and will be the Tornado World Singles Champion, at least for the next year. Boy, that was a hell of a match. Listen in next time for another great moment in foosball history. It's Foos Talk Live. Well, the match was great, but the commentary was stellar. Just, just hell of a match. <laughs> 
Well, you know, <laughs> you that. know, you know, you know, it's good because if anybody's seen foosball, it's Jim Stevens, and if he yeah. drops, if he drops an H bomb, like hell, you know, it was a heck of a. It was. I was. I was actually stunned when he said that. I was like, yeah, that puts everything in perspective here. Oh, it does. It does indeed. And incidentally, one of the things rewatching that match today, uh, realizing that uh, that Ryan closed it out with a second John Wayne. Oh no, not no, no, one, no, no! But a second John Wayne. Let me correct you. We've changed that. It's not John Wayne. It's a Ryan Moore. It's a Ryan Moore. Yes, it's, there's you're, you're no. Correct. It has to be a. We have to call it a Ryan. Okay, Moore. it just makes okay. more sense. But but um, I don't know, Jim. What do you think of that? I mean, contextually, in your thirty years, more plus, right? Like, what was that? Jim, you're you're muted on your end. Hey, there we are. There you go. Um, you know, um, I, you know, of course we remember it, but to hear the call, to hear the excitement level of my voice, and again, it has to happen organically, right? Even for announcers, it's crowds, they yeah. have to feel mm-hmm. it, and they did. You heard the applause at the end of it for both players. But it um, it really brought back memories, and what what uh, what a fun match it was to work. Uh, and just a fun match to experience. And for me, you know, having done this for three decades, that's what makes my job is matches like that, that, uh, that really you don't sleep. Uh, you, you don't get to sleep early that night. It's still, yeah. you're still buzzing yeah, off right. that match right? uh, yeah. well into the evening. And so uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and hopefully and probably we're going to encounter some sort of situation uh, much like that this year as well. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. Well, uh, before we get to that, of course, uh, we have other things to discuss tonight. There are a lot of other things happening and bubbling under the surface. Just this last week, in fact, uh, the big reveal of Thunderdome 2. Uh, Thunderdome 2, uh, Thunderdome 1 was back in February in Florida. Uh, it's also going to be in Florida, but also uh, they're relocating this time to the Holiday Inn in Clearwater, Florida. And uh, Tommy Brewer of, uh, of, of course, the Southern Florida Foosball Club and RK Foosball's Rob Cadle are collaborating on this. And they're with us right now on Foos Talk Live. Welcome, Tommy. Welcome, Rob. For having us. What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, what's, what's happening? So, so Tommy, what's, uh, what's the weather like in Florida tonight? <laughs> it's actually like a very hot and balmy 88 degrees here which is actually pretty cold that's cold <laughs> yeah okay. well, it's cool okay it's cool for us your break state out has, the sweaters your state has gaslit you otherwise among other things <laughs> there's no such thing as gaslighting adam you're crazy wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh it's starting already you two are, are wordsmithing back and forth all of a sudden here i, I love it yeah and uh, and rob Cadle, thank you for joining us uh, you're you're uh, in tampa so what's uh, what's the weather like there it is a balmy 76 degrees. Oh, that's not 76. Bad. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ocean breezes. Are you are you near the ocean or the the sound? I, I am. I'm about a mile away from the ocean. So, but oh. I mean, the ocean's 85 degrees. So you're not going to get cool water off of that right now. Wow. Right. Right. Understood. Well, guys, uh, Thunderdome Two was just uh, the official dates were announced this last week, and uh, so what's the scuttlebutt? What are you hearing, Tommy? Are you are you hearing a lot of interest in uh, this upcoming event? Yeah, we we haven't opened registration yet, but I've we've had a lot of inquiries. There are a lot of people who will be ready to ready to sign up when we do. Uh, right now, we're looking at uh, next Friday, so September second is uh, nice. the date we plan on opening. So. And uh, are we are we we're going to cap the the players at how many this year, this time? Uh, 60, 64 again. 
Oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah. Is this expert in under? Yep. Yeah, it worked well last time. We figured we might as well do it again. Awesome. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, the, the first one was such a success. We all had such a great time, not only just you know you guys as hosts, but also just the, the level of, of play, the positive feedback about this brand new format. What makes the upcoming event in Tampa, what makes it different from number one? We're always looking to improve, right? We're always looking to grow and make it even better. What makes this one different, guys? Well, one, I mean, the, I think the major difference for the competitors is going to be there's some small, some smaller differences in format that that I'll get into. But the the one of the principal differences is now it's this one's going to be at a hotel. I'll let Rob speak. Mm. That. He knows it well and picked it out and has run, run Florida States there for a couple of years now. So I think people are just really excited about that. You know, obviously you're going to be playing foosball a lot for for your events and stuff like that. But it's always nice to as soon as you're done go back up to your room and rest for a little bit instead of kind of just having to hang out and stuff. I mean, I've, I've done Florida States at locations at a bar. Um, and it's just, it's, it's better just to be at the hotel and be able to go get a drink and kind of hang mm -hmm. out and do those things. So yeah, I, I beginning, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about people being excited that it's at a hotel. So and it's at a, it's at a good hotel. It's at a cool area. It's not far from the airport. Um, yeah, they have, they, are they were doing food trucks again. Food We're doing food trucks again. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sticking with what works. Yeah. Those are those are always good and a cool variety. That's a great my idea, son, by the way. Somebody, my son somebody got, my son got addicted to the snow cone snow cone truck last Florida States. I, I spent like probably forty bucks on snow cones over the weekend. <laughs> oh, they told me to say thank you, Tommy. By the way, in the beginning of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, don't worry. I I hooked him up. I, I didn't know that ice could be that expensive, but I I spent a lot of money there. <laughs> so so two things. Um, uh, first off, everybody that, that's out there in Twitch, and we thank you for being there. I see your questions. I'm going to get to them as we're going throughout the show tonight. So if you have questions, keep asking. If you have questions for these these folks, anybody else, let me know. Uh, we'll bring them in. Uh, but my question, so um, I forgot there was, what, 20, 30-something tables at Florida State this year? And this tournament, you're going to need, what, 16 to field the 30, 64 players? How does that work? Correct, yeah. We need 16. Okay, so is it going to be a little less? Because it it wasn't it didn't feel crowded at Florida State. It just felt like you guys were just expanding so much. Well, you know, so so how does that translate to what you're going to be doing for Thunderdome? It's going to be basically the same thing. But are you changing any rules? Are you doing the like the lifting the talking rule, the distraction rule? Like what what do we got going on? So the the setup should be pretty much I think the same room. We're not going to have to move it out in the lobby at all, right, Rob? Yeah, we did. Um eight tables out in the lobby and we did 32 tables in in the actual ballroom so this time we're going to have half of that so there's going to be plenty of room in the ballroom for people to be able to so watch possibly and, yeah possibly a space for an inside foos booth even oh yeah 100 percent. <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> and 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 maybe some cornhole no, don't don't put cornhole. I love, whoa, whoa, I love whoa, whoa. cornhole. I, I would come just for the cornhole. Yes, <laughs> I mean you got to. That's BYOC. Bring your own cornhole, Adam. Like we're not setting it up for you. Bring your whatever, board. dude. It's just some plywood <laughs> and a beanie bag. I don't care. <laughs> I could do that on my own. I got a wood shop degree. Did you say in a beanie baby? Is that how you play? A beanie. Well, yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah, Robert. Are there any pickleball courts nearby? <laughs> 
It's so Florida. Large, we have like the biggest retiree population of the world. Like there's pickleball courts <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. But guys, that's what that's what's so cool about this is you you know, you have sixty four players, you know you need sixteen tables, right? Um you know, you know at this point you've done it, right? You planned the first one uh, to a T and it really came off beautifully. But now you've done it. You've actually got in there and experienced this. You've run an event like this. You kind of know what to expect and you know where we, perhaps you can tweak it a little bit as well. Yeah. And uh, Luke Luke helped with a lot of the planning, uh, Luke Watson. And he, he helped a lot with the Thunderdome down here. He's been helping a lot with this one, too, and working with David to just put together a really, you know, airtight con- and and efficient tournament. Right. There's there's going to be a lot of foosball. So right now we have planned four events. Right. So designated the bring the draw and singles. And mm-hmm. at the first Thunderdome in Pompano, we did five rounds minimum guaranteed, and that got you up to the to finals, right? Those were qualifying rounds. So everyone got to play a lot. Here we're going to do eight rounds minimum per event. Oh, eight right? rounds. So no matter what happens, like you can come and have the worst weekend of your life and lose every game you play. You're still going to play guaranteed 32 matches. That's over crazy. That's a lot That's of football. Eight rounds. Yes. What's the time frame? Are we doing? Is it noon to noon? Or four, noon to midnight? Four rounds. Yeah. Eight. Oh, eight rounds. Yeah. That. Yep. Uh, five and five a.m. to three of yeah, Look, look, because I you, just if you make the qualifier, so it'll be top 16 players for each of the events is oh, what I we have, have scheduled. Or uh, and I mean they'll play even more than 32, right? So 32 is the worst you're going to do. Because yeah. as a non-player, because we were there covering it, right? But I didn't play. Uh, but like the best, the best thing of all the things b- b- beyond just being able to play that much was that I I rolled out of bed at like ten thirty in the morning on Saturday, and then I realized I didn't have to go actually out there to watch any what man. When did the matches start on Saturday? Like, like. Yeah, it was in early afternoon. I early think afternoon, it was right? Right? Yeah. I mean, elimination, and yeah. and that's that that's the benefit of the format. So is that still going to be? the same thing is that is it the same like time frame for how much you're going to be playing each day so yes and no i don't have the format in front of me rob might but that's that's what i said luke was helping with the details. that's exactly <laughs> what i meant <laughs> like the math stuff and figuring out times um but um no i mean one of the things i love 26 degrees i think it was a great location i'm going to do more tournaments there a lot mm-hmm. One of the things is they closed up a little bit earlier than usual um, than most bars would. Mm-hmm. So we don't, since we don't have that uh, constraint, we can push it back later. We're still not going to make you wake up at seven thirty, eight o'clock, you know, nine right. o'clock for your matches, right? You're still going to get to sleep in and hang out and get some breakfast, but uh, we can go, we can push it a little bit later. Yeah, that that flexibility uh, that you guys uh, certainly showed in your first the first episode of the Thunderdome, <clears throat> bringing it this time, uh, but eight rounds for each event. That's a that is a lot of foosball. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, Rob, you got food trucks coming in. You got any uh, any uh, adrenaline shots you can offer your your players? I mean, my goodness, that's a lot of foosball. It's a lot of foosball, and I just kind of chuckled a little bit when Tommy said, you can come in and win. You can come in and lose 32 games and still be playing. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'd be jumping off a bridge after 16 <laughs> losses. I feel like, I'm out. Get really, him I'm off the ledge. Really 16 to lose, too? That's <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to help your self-esteem, but I'm, you can do it. <laughs> well, it's going to help somebody's self-esteem. So Yeah. 
No, it's it's an endurance race, no doubt. And, and, and of course, they, then of course you know when you're going to be there and when you're going to stop. And then of course you can take some time out in between. Now, in that part of uh, in in that, of course, it's the Holiday Inn, uh, St. Petersburg North. Uh, is there a beach, a beach nearby where people do just go and chill on the beach? It's Tampa Bay, Tom. Oh yeah, yeah there absolutely. Is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's beaches everywhere. People put them in their backyards. <laughs> Right. You okay. Put them in their nope. backyards. So this yeah. is an ideal situation when you think about it. You know, you've got this yeah. kind of a format where you don't have to be there all day long, and still play a lot of foosball. That that end, like if there's a tournament in Florida, that's the one that you tell your wife or your husband and the kids, "Hey, let's go to this one," because there's always going to be good. Like you can always go to the beach, right? Yep. You can't say that about a lot of other tournaments that, that you know around the oh it's close by this or it's near that like bring the wife and kids they will have a good time <laughs> right yeah or husband and kids whatever yeah makes it makes it much easier sell no question about it yeah. uh, so when it comes to registration when that happens what you say next week mm-hmm. and uh so 64 players i mean what do you anticipate it's going to go in a week uh, two days i mean what uh, what do you think i, I mean i would like to see I would like to see a week. We'll see how it goes. The last one went uh, pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And what some stuff opened up because we had some teams drop out uh, toward the end. So people, we had a wait list going. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily count on that. I mean, it was kind of fluky stuff uh, that happened to the teams. But one thing I will say, to, if you're thinking about coming and thinking about registering, so you have to register with your partner. Right, like you have to register as a team. You have to know okay. who you're coming with going in. So put some thought into that, um, and yeah, yeah, make make the phone call. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and also, as I recall, there was a significant payout at this event. This was yes. one of the bigger money events of recent years, and the biggest non-pro foosball tournament, maybe in the history of the sport. So yes, you're going to spend a little bit to play. You're going to get to play a ton, and you have a chance of taking home a pretty good profit on the event if you play well, right? Yeah. I mean, an amateur, everyone's like, oh, expert sandbagger's going to win. An amateur won, you know, the big money last time. Um, mm-hmm. A rookie on a good day could do it. Like, And and one of the other things that we're changing up, the entry fee's the same, and um, so the payouts will be, after expensives, they'll be similar. But we are uh, raising payouts for, the highest placing beginner, highest placing rookie, and highest placing amateur. Um, oh, okay, it was it was substantial last time. I think it was like two hundred or three hundred bucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll be even a little bit more this time. Um, so there's a the, uh, a question on Twitch as hard as I can is asking any extra prizes like package deals or trophies. So we are looking into another belt, uh, which is what. Uh, we gave the overall winner last time, and then we we'll we'll be hunting for some packages. Uh, I I think we'll be able to find some. To uh, I'll to commit grow. now to giving away some packages at Florida State. How about that? Yes, nice. that was easy. We enough. got one done. Done. See how easy it is. I'm very easy. I've been told. <laughs> I gotta say, like Rob, after the first one, and before I think it was maybe after Florida State's. It was definitely before the beatdown. Rob contacted us about maybe doing it. He didn't. He wasn't able to make it to the first one. He wanted to, but uh, couldn't. 
But yeah, listen, because those guys spent thirteen thousand dollars on airline tickets to get down there after their airline got dropped. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Them not getting in place in anything. Great move. Yeah. The Scots, right? Scott Sweeting and um, oh, I wasn't going to name any names. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and still didn't regret it. Um, but yeah, then Rob yeah. contacted us. I'm stoked to work with Rob. I, I've never had before. You know, he promotes on the other coast of Florida, but like, it's awesome to be able to have that kind of connection with other promoters and like work together to do something cool right uh ostensibly like you could look at us as competing entities right because he does florida states and we do the beatdown but it's not that at all like i'm just stoked to work with him and he's done florida states for so long yeah yeah like collaboration i guess is the word i want to go for there promoting foosball yep and I think all the Florida guys are like that. I mean, even the Orlando guys and, you know, Chris Carson up in Jacksonville. I mean, anytime I call him for something or he calls me and goes, hey, can I give away some packages for our guys doing this? I'm like, yeah, dude, of course. Absolutely. And that's yeah. the way it should be. It should be a brotherhood. It shouldn't be, right. oh, I'm out to get mine. You're out to get yours. Best mm-hmm. of luck to you. When, when, he, be like when he calls you, does he say, help, get me out of Jacksonville? <laughs> <laughs> No, just no, it, it, it's healthy to have good competition between different areas on the table, but really everyone needs to work together these days. And I'm not just talking about within a certain state, but everywhere we all sort of have to have to, have to kind of come together. It doesn't pay to, to be competitive in that fashion, but certainly on the table. I mean, you guys, you, you guys in uh, South Florida certainly want to beat the guys in Tampa and a very strong team over in the Jacksonville area. I'm sure would love to beat either of you guys. And, and that's healthy. That's good for the sport. And we love seeing well, that that aspect of it. Yeah, well, I mean, Tampa's the heavyweight. First, we'll settle for beating Orlando first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got to work our way up to Tampa. <laughs> you got to have goals, man. You got to have goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Tampa's kind of Premier League. You guys are still kind of third division. There's got to be a junior varsity before a varsity. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's exactly. Somebody's got to warm those benches. We're happy. We are happy being the Bush League over here. Uh and that, that yeah. certainly applies for you, Tommy, in particular. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you do a damn good job at it, too. <laughs> guys, one more time, the dates of that, um, so I can write it on my potential schedule here. And um, and then, of course, the hotel. And again, uh, once again, how they can uh, get involved with this and become players. And, and, and again, I, I recall it going pretty quickly. Once you opened registration, it did not take long. So if you want to play in this event, folks, stay tuned. Be there next Friday and get ready to, to register then. But again, the dates, the place. Uh, let everybody kind of know what they need to know in order to, uh, to, to become a part of this great event. Um, so the dates are uh, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. And uh, the venue is uh, Holiday Inn on Olmerton Road. Did I, did I get that right, Rob? Olmerton Road, 3535 Olmerton Road in Clearwater. Yep, there it is. And, so there's uh, two different airlines you can fly in. You can fly into Tampa International or you can fly into Clearwater, St. Pete Clearwater Airport, depending on what airlines you're going to use, but it's also free shuttles from both of those airports to the venue. So that's that's a fantastic thing to have. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll, we'll make an announcement and, and post information about how to register and all that stuff uh, in the coming days, and we'll count on the Inside Foos page to push it a little bit. <laughs> you, guys are, got- you guys are always good with liking stuff and Oh yeah. Okay. One more question. Oh, two two quick questions, and then we'll, we'll be closing out here, I think. But uh, um, oh, well, here's the first question: Will there be goalie wars, Tommy Brewer? That's from Mike Green. 
Is that's that from my green? Yeah, that's a no. Is it a no? It's a no. Okay. So, and hard as I can says, um, are there other promoters around the country asking for help to run one of these events? Ooh, good question. If there are, I will be happy to help. Okay. I'll put it out there. All right. That's yeah. it. That's perfect. Are, are, you, are you currently writing the manual uh, for, for doing a Thunderdome format? No. Uh, Luke Watson probably can do that. Okay. Uh, He's very yeah, organized. I mean, my, the extent to which I will help yeah. is you will contact me, and I will start a group chat with Luke Watson. And <laughs> you okay. can know everything to go through do you ever do anything tommy you know we know yeah. how hard wife dana works in putting these things together <laughs> i mean without her these things just simply don't happen it's that simple and then you're relying so heavily on luke as well what is it exactly you do for the south florida foosball club so i have some ideas <laughs> and then i throw them all out there and then they categorize them into good ones and bad ones and then they do the good ones. Mm, I like that. All right. I wondered. I just didn't know. You know. Yeah, I see how hard how. Dana works at these things. I see you really not doing beyond just goofing around or playing. Um, but <laughs> people say nice things about you. You know, just, that's weird. When, especially when, as you pointed out, Dana's got a lot of sweat invested in this. <laughs> looking at as I say that, <laughs> he says hello. Whatever. Hello, Dana. Hi, Dana. Yeah, one of these times I'll have to to bring her on to get the straight stuff, you know. I, I think she on. has an interview on on Clay's show coming out. Yes, uh, yes, oh, yes, it is coming up. It is coming you know, up. It's, yeah, uh, maybe this uh, week or next week. Yeah, she's doing shooting the shot, which and I've heard a a, a few uh, moments of it uh, in preliminary uh, reviews, and wow, <laughs> she's great. She you is. can, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, uh, before we sign off, Rob, any last thoughts or anything? Just right. sign up early because this thing is going to get filled up quick. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Tommy? I agree, I agree with Rob. And I want to add, good to see Jim back. What's up, man? I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I miss you too, man. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully, I've got that, hopefully I can uh, make time that, uh, that weekend to be there. If not, I got something else cooking that I'm going to make you come down for. So you're going to force me something yeah, that, else. That's easy to do to one of your you're actually have you come cook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> easy to, yeah. these these two are they're ending it on a teaser. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be big. You're going to like All it. Right. And right. then we're going to go look at birds in the swamp. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, just bring the insecticide. yeah. Just bring the insecticide. Yeah. Just bring the spray, the insect spray. Um, and I'm in. But. Uh, looking the, forward uh, to hopefully seeing you, and uh, it sounds fantastic. Uh, we loved the first one, and we think the second one has to be at least that good. Awesome. All of it. Yep. Thunderdome 2, coming your way soon, October 7th through the 9th. Clearwater, Florida at the Holiday Inn. Don't miss it. Mm. How, how was that? Did you like that? That was really good. Okay, good. I was just, just practicing. Did you record it? Silky. Record it and use it again every week. I got to record it. I, you know what? I'll send you a bunch of uh, alternative takes. See what you think. Like Good. It. Sounds like velvet. Cool. Later, guys. <laughs> All right. All right guys, so thank you very much. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Rob. Take care, guys. Thank you All so right. much. Good luck with the match. All right. Wow. That that's cool. That I you know, unfortunately, again, it's one of my work weekends. But you know Ouch. yeah. One of these times they'll time it out. Well, I mean I yeah. thought, maybe I thought foosball radio was all you did. Oh, well, no. Oh. There are a few things that, that I do during the week that, that kind of, yeah. I, I know um, take, 
we're about to bring in our guests here, but our other set of guests. But what are, what is that shirt you're wearing? What is that? I don't. Oh, awesome. this. It looks well, really this cool. was uh, this was actually sent to me um, by my niece, who at the time was living in uh, in uh, Seattle, and she was going through a just a local curio shop, and she saw this T-shirt with a schematic of a of a foosball oh, wow. table on it. So, and I think it's a schematic for a, for a, a dynamo table, Neat. if I'm not mistaken. That's it's not okay. labeled as dynamo, but, but she sent me the, the t-shirt and I was just so blown away. I mean, I, I'm, I've been wearing it now for four or five years. Oh, you and, should take uh, it off. Yeah. yeah wash right. it. Watch it. At least wash it. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't. Um, but no, no, it's, I, I was just, I was, I was so, uh, taken aback by it. It's one of the best gifts that, that uh, I've ever received. No, and just get up because... a little bit, get the, get the whole table in the, uh, in the shot there. There you go. There you go. Oh, it's oh yeah. I think the legs, awesome. yeah. right? That's great. So it's a two-piece cabinet. You see that? It's a yep. two-piece cabinet. That's a two-piece. That shows. Um, let's see here if we can get the bottom of this. Oh, it's got the legs. Are, it's got the TS legs. You see that right yeah. from the TS table? We used to kick them out. The TS. The okay. Yeah. Wow. I know it's it's a patent from 1972. Wow. No kidding. That's so. pre pre tour. That that's really something. Maybe Lawrence Patterson uh, created that. Okay. Uh, that's a phenomenal. Gotcha. Father of American foosball. That's really great. You would hey, one, one last one last thing about um about those guys. You know, anytime Tommy Brewer says he's going to do something, he does it, right? I mean, that's yes. my experience with him. So if he says he's doing something, it's happening. Um, in terms of whatever this other project might be, and certainly we know the planning that goes into these Thunderdome events and how successful the last one is. But it's exciting when you hear him excited about a project when he has something actually on the schedule. Um, it's really exciting to, to know that, that this stuff is happening and it, can, it makes you feel pretty good about the state oh, of yeah. affairs of foosball, doesn't it? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, I think that uh, the, the fact that Tommy uh, and, and Luke, uh, those two have decided that, you know what, we've got a buck convention. We have to do something unique. We have to do something unique and different to, uh, to get people interested again. And the, the fact, that, and then one of the things I probably want, I should have asked him was, you know, you've got these uh, expert and under events where there's no, there's no pro level players, there's no pro masters uh, that are allowed to play. So what is the attraction? And obviously, then it's not uh, going to, to, to play against a Tony Spradman necessarily, but to go there and compete in a, in a tournament where you're going to be playing a lot, uh, but have a shot. Have a have a shot at the title. It just seems to me this this uh, idea has been a long time coming, and uh, I, I think it's extraordinary because I think in the in the in most traditional uh, double elimination style tournaments, people like to go because well they like to watch the the pros and the the pro masters play. Uh, in this case, it's all about the reverse, uh, going there because you want to play. No. Yep. Makes yeah, sense. that's so true. Yeah, very true. Um, and that's that's great. That, that's how it should be, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, I know that uh, we are getting ready to have a chat with, uh, with Ryan and Iveta. Uh, of course, uh, we, we're going to talk a little about uh, next week when it comes to the, uh, the big tournament coming up, uh, Tornado Championships. Jim, how many tor- Tornado Championships have you been to so far? I, I think I did the math last week, and I think it was this will be number twenty nine for me. Twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine Tornado World Championships, one Dynamo World Championship. Uh, probably another 15, 30 other world championships internationally. So, but as far as tornado goes, 29 of them. Yep. 29. Wow. wow. That's quite a record. Um, and hopefully this will be the best of all. We'll, we'll have, just have to wait and see. Um, guys, I was thinking, you know, while we're waiting for, uh, for Ryan and Nevada to join us, uh, perhaps maybe we could do uh, an episode of, uh, of our favorite game. 
uh, hot or not. Yeah, what do you say? Let's do it. I love it. All right, cool. Okay. All right, here we go. And, it's, and of course, uh, hot or not, we kind of have to focus on, on uh, World Championship Foosball. Uh, and and uh, I would say we'll launch on, into our hot or not. Adam, you can go first, and Jim, you can take, uh, take second on this one. But uh, okay, so guy, guys, uh, hot or not, uh, the first one would be... Oh, we have... No. Oh, we have liftoff. Where is this coming from? Mute, mute, guys. Hello, Yvetta? Hello? Oh, Ron, mute, mute, please, just for a minute. Yep. Can you hear us? Mute. We can hear you. So welcome, um, welcome to the show. We're, we're, uh, we'll be with you in just two seconds. Can you still hear us now? No, he just muted it. <laughs> Should we unmute or mute? No, just mute, mute for a minute. Yeah. yeah, just for a minute. We'll be right with you. Yeah, sure. No, now you're muted. Come on, pause but no, you have to you have to press the uh, there's the little like the, the little microphone button on the bottom. Yeah, we actually pressed that. It says mute right now. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, awesome. Maybe the internet just wants you to be here with us now. I, I think, think they, they do. Move. I think they want that. Yeah, it's it's, it's working this way. Yeah, love live radio. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. But wait a minute. Where's your video? Do you not have your video set up? Uh, I don't know. We got a camera right here, so we'll figure that out eventually. Ah, yeah, video okay. with you guys. We've only done tech or uh, uh, voice. Okay, that's voice is thing. fine. Yeah, we can we can fine. live with yeah, that for here. sure. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys, we can we can put uh, our uh, put our put our side our hot or not feature for the moment, and yeah. uh, and and welcome Ryan and Iveta to uh, to Foostalk Live, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, thanks for having us. Hey, yeah, we're we're so so psyched, and uh, of course now we've got. Uh, well, the the world champion open mixed uh, couple here with us from last year, from 2021. Are, are you going to do it again this year, guys? Uh, oh, we're almost, we're almost, okay. Uh, we're there we almost go. There. What, What's that again? They're, we're they're, trying to connect our camera. They're getting the camera set up here. Are we getting the camera set up? Yeah, yeah okay, there you go. There you go. Oh, oh hey. There you go. I'm flashing hey. back to... To your Thursday. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you two are playing open mix. Is it a repeat? Or we what are we doing there? I don't know. We'll see. It's uh, I think it's still single KO. So it's you know you know how single KO works. I mean, oh, is it really? Last year we barely scraped by Terry, right? Terry Rue is like I don't know. He's been slaying me lately. <laughs> hey guys, how are you? Um, hey, Jim. Question. Hey, hey. Um, quick question for you. I mean, last year at the World Championships, you guys win mixed doubles. Ryan triples in the three biggest categories. And, and Ryan, you, this, these weren't your first World Championships. You've been around. You've experienced that before. But how difficult can it be to come back the next year, uh, try to find that fire once again? Um, I mean, repeating oftentimes is more difficult, isn't it? Everybody's kind of out to get you. Are you able to, like last year, you came with such energy every single ball, and it was just amazing. Is that something you think you can stir up again, trying to go back-to-back? Well, I'm on track. Uh, so far, yesterday was our first day of practice. Nice. So. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overdo it. We haven't played in a long time. So, uh... Yeah, so I, I practiced. I, I'm pretty sure I did 20 minutes, but I did every other day. So it was like oh. – so I, I, I practiced for about 140 minutes before last year, and 
I think we had uh, about a 30-minute session yesterday, so we're, we're trying to work back up to that 140 minutes. <laughs> That's funny. And, and I've heard this from great players before, guys, where maybe they don't play for a while, right? But really just oh. get on the table uh, a few days, a week before, just kind of fine-tune some things, get on there, do a few repetitions, have a little fun. Um, and sometimes that's enough. And apparently, Ryan, this isn't the first time that you have taken this approach in the past and it's been successful, right? Yeah, I've, I've done everything. I've done like freaking Rocky Balboa with Rob Mares before, before Worlds. I mean, I'm no, that's no lie. Like literally we're like riding bikes 20 miles. We're like doing like crazy exercises for, you know, uh, for cardio and playing just nonstop. I mean, con- consistent teamwork. I don't want to say it, it, it hurt or helped. I mean, it's it's kind of like just do what feels right. I mean, when you, when you overdo it, it's when you're doing it the worst. And uh, we probably did overdo it. I mean, I was sick after that 20-mile bike ride. Um, <laughs> but uh, I would say just don't overdo it. Like, don't don't put yourself in a spot where you feel like you ain't, you ain't done enough or, you know, or you've done too much. I mean, just do what feels right, you know. You're never going to be perfectly ready. It's the World Championships. I still to this day get butterflies when I first start playing at the World Championships. I think you still everyone. So you still you still have the, the a case of the nerves before you step up to the table. Only at Worlds. It's just something about the event. It gets mm. you kind of triggered for a second. And, you know, um, I think one of my biggest uh, reasons why I did well last year, which I may or may not do this year again. I'm not. I'm not a superstitious kind of guy is uh, you know i had just had my kids it was the first time after covid we came back i didn't mm-hmm. even have one sip of alcohol i didn't smoke any pot i didn't do nothing i plan on doing something similar this year um but if i feel like going to have a drink you bet your ass i'm just gonna, I'm gonna go have a drink like you know <laughs> I, I, i'm not that kind of superstitious kind of guy but i definitely like for me when i party a lot it's just it's obvious you guys see me walking in the the room right at 15 minutes after the match is called hungover as hell. Do you think I got as good of a shot than if I'm a wide awake with, cause my kids woke me up at 7am. I've already been awake for three hours and had a shower and down there warm. I mean, no, you just can't Ryan, Ryan with all of that's going to be better than Ryan hungover from the day before. So, um, you know, it really shows like, you know, just discipline what that, that does do for you. But, you know, you asked Jim, like, what's the odds of me tripling again or something like that? And I'm like, how how many times have it has it happened? Back to back triples. Yeah. Yeah. Only one, one guy I think did it once, and that was Fred. How many Freddy, yeah. has there been? What's that? How many world uh, championships has there been? There have been, um, yeah, 40, 40, 46? 46, Yeah. Well, so I have roughly yeah, two point six. Zero five percent chance of doing a back to back for you. There's, oh, there's yeah. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. From an odds maker's point of view, but is that something that might motivate you? Something you know, going back to back, tripling back to back, you know, uh, would be just extraordinary, right? Is that something yeah. that potentially could motivate you? Yeah, but again, it's it's not my goal. Um, I, my goal is not to go there and, and go back to back. I don't even know what my goal is. Like I said, my my first time practicing was yesterday. Um, you know, you can't you can't have expectations like that. We were actually this is really kind of funny. We just we just ate dinner and I was just like, I can't tell you like we just had a bacon appetizer. And I said, one of my problems in life is I'm I tell people exactly how it is. I'm like, babe, you got you can't you got to try this bacon at this place. It is absolutely amazing. It is like the best bacon I've ever had in my life. So now she's going in there with that expectation that the bacon's going to be the best thing in the world. And she doesn't get the true experience of how good that bacon is. Now, where I'm getting at with that is if my expectations is go to worlds and triple. 
and we play mixed and we lose. What's what's the rest of my event going to be like? You know, I've already lost my expectation. Now I'm a failure. Now I'm falling down. So I don't have that expectation, and I didn't have it last time. Last time, truly, I wanted to win doubles, and I wanted to play good with her and have a shot at winning mixed. I didn't even care about singles. And, uh, you know, when we won mixed, that was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, thing, the cards just fell in place, you know. So I think that's, I don't know, unless you're somebody that literally – like their life, my right right now, my life is not completely foosball. So if your life is completely foosball, I can I can understand you having kind of expectations like that. But mm. you're gonna have to get over it when you lose. I feel I'm like bringing home the bacon. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you're talking about something, Ryan. That I think a lot of uh, n- newer players and even players that have been playing for a long time but never reached those kind of heights of tripling at worlds, which is very few, right? Is that I think people just have too many expectations on themselves, right? And and even at the lower level, like even if you're looking at the amateur rookie stuff, like if you put that much pressure on yourself, obviously you want to succeed, but you kind of get in your own way, right? I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, the reason why so many people don't survive in foosball is because it's a very difficult sport, and very few people are going to win. And every single rank, you're only going to have three people that are going to get in the top three out of 120 people. So that means you need 117 people that can bear a loss and actually still come back and want to play. Wow. That's why most of the people that play foosball are recreational players. And those people are actually the ones that are going to survive more. When you're a very competitive person, you can't handle losing, you're not going to stay in foosball very long. So, um, you know, unless you have, uh, you know, undoubtable drive that you can break through losing your whole for 10 years and to be the best <laughs> player. I mean, it's, it's a difficult sport. You have to have serious dedication to get over that. So, Yvette, I got to ask you the question: When you guys played mixed last year, uh, what what is uh, Ryan like as a foosball partner? Be honest. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I know we have a we have a machine in the front, so it's kind of easy to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> is he uh, is he bossy? You can tell him our vibe. It's okay to leak our vibe. Our vibe is a quiet storm. Ooh. Go yeah. on. Like that. that sounds like, really good. So we try to just like do our own thing and like trust in each other. We kind of know when I know when I do a mistake and I learn from it. And mm-hmm. he doesn't tell me that I did a mistake. We kind of know, like we both know what we're doing and we're trying to learn without affecting our partner with our you, mistakes. You trust, one, you trust each other. Yeah. Number one fail, failure in doubles is, is showing emotion towards your partner. you know what i mean like how do you build like courage and trust and not even that how do you build like theme when you know your partner feels like you're letting them down i mean that's just like the worst thing ever so so, even if i'm like in the bag and i'm not defending like i'm trying to break it out within myself i'm not like throwing rods and and not showing the frustration and it because I don't want to put it on him and I don't want him to feel that I'm frustrated and he has to help me. Yeah. He's focusing mm. on his part of the game and I'm focusing on my part of the game. Same vice versa. If I'm failing, if I'm not passing or scoring, it's not like I even need to tell her that I'm sucking at passing or scoring. It's pretty evident. You can look at the game and understand that. So (laughs) the more you're just bringing up that negativity, the less likely you're focusing on how to fix it. So that's amazing. And I think, I think a lot of people should be writing this down because even though that sounds maybe obvious, yeah. a lot of people don't do it. And to hear you yeah. two do it have performed at that level, that is so amazing to hear. Well, 
And that's the thing, like, you know, since me and her has been doing that, she's really, like, loved this, because it's not really, it's yeah. not the norm. Like, not a lot of people can just not show emotion. Like, you want your partner to know that you're sorry when you let a slop go in. Like, these are your natural tendencies of emotions that you have to go through when you're playing with somebody. But until you've proven yourself, and once you've proven yourself, that's the point when you don't have to explain your failures. Like, you, they know you're good. The thing is, yeah, you messed up. You don't need to explain how you messed up. They know you're good. Just fix it. Try to, you know? So, yeah, and that's the thing. When we play with people that show emotion, like every now and then I'll play a draw or something, and it's just terrible. Like, literally, I'll play good or bad based on my person's vibe, my partner's vibe. Yeah. I mean, I like, they're going to either pump me up or suck, or suck me out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice. So, Ivana, if you guys play again uh, this year, is there is there anything that you'd want to do differently? No. <laughs> no we're just going to do our thing. We haven't even talked about it. No. We just continue to, to carry your husband in mixed doubles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you guys back in time a little bit. And, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But I might have been there the first day you guys met. Um, it, it, if it, it's pretty good chance that, I mean, I recall us climbing aboard a bus in China and heading, uh, west <laughs> about seven or eight hours into the country. And we all remember that trip well, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, that's the first time I ever met you, Iveta, and, and I, I'm, I don't know that it's true, but take us back, um, to that event and how weird and special it was, right? Um, and, and then how you guys kind of met and, and eventually, uh, have a family. Well, the first interaction that we ever actually had with each other was way back in Nantes, and I didn't actually talk to okay. you, right? It was, it, I believe it was 2011 or 12. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm talking to, you know, I'm young guy, 2011, 12, I don't even know how old I am then, you know, 20, 18, something like that, I don't even he know. He was like really skinny, young, and mm -hmm. I always know that people are like, oh, this is Ryan Moore, and I'm like, hmm. I don't know who that is. I'm sitting in a group of guys, and, you know, we're always doing, like, spot checks. Like, who's the hot girls this year? Like, you know, there's the usual old faithfuls. You know, people you know are going to be there. That are, Who's the hottest girl in the room? I mean, come on. This is, like, what young guys do. Um, and I look over, and I see her, and I go, damn, that girl's hot. I'm like, she's, she's, she's pretty hot. And I was like, I was like, I said something. I, saw, I was like, man, is that or, who's who's dating her? And uh, Volvo, her boyfriend, was the one I was asking. Uh-oh. I was like, that weird second of like, oh, wait, what just happened? I was like, oh, dude, it's a grass, dude. That's fucking fire. So, yeah, that was, and then he told her. So she knew that that's. Out of bleachers, and my ex-boyfriend, he was there by himself. And Ryan walked up to him, and he's like, hey, who's that girl? And does she have a boyfriend? And I saw this whole interaction. She was eyeing me. She's like, wait, why is, my, like, why is Ryan Moore talking to my boyfriend? And I'm like, yes. Oh. <laughs> so that was the first time that, like, something actually happened. And I didn't even know that she knew about it or anything. I just thought it was funny. Brushed it off, blah, blah, yeah, blah. And, and then, and uh, yeah, the next time, I've seen her, like, a couple times at World Cup or something. Never really talked to her. Never thought she spoke English. And then in China... We actually met at the airport the first time, or we saw you guys in the airport. Yeah, we met you at the airport. And we're just talking. She's just quiet. She's always been naturally quiet in groups and stuff like that for the most part until she drinks. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, at the airport, all of a sudden, like, you know, 
some, some all these like uh, Chinese guys are coming up and taking pictures to her and stuff. And I don't remember what it was. Like we were, we're I start we started talking. All of a sudden, she's speaking fluent English, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like you speak English? Oh, okay. So, you know, the whole China thing was like it was cool. Obviously, you know, I, she's still beautiful to this day, and she's beautiful since the first time I saw her. And uh, you know, she has a boyfriend though, so I have my boundaries with that situation. And I had a girlfriend too, so I have obviously my boundaries with that situation. So maybe there was a flirt or two in China, but nothing serious. Nothing happened at all in China. It wasn't until she was broke up and I was broke up at the same time, which was three. <laughs> I was gonna say three months later. Yeah, three I wasn't months. implying. I wasn't implying otherwise. But, but I think yeah, the first time that yeah, I mean, we were all we were all on that bus. Bunch of Europeans, a bunch of Americans heading in, into true China. After being in Shanghai the night before, you remember that, Ryan? We were at a, like an American sports bar in Shanghai. I, I was watching the Dodgers. I was eating a hamburger and I was, I was drinking an IPA. And I said, "This is China. Wow, this is great." <laughs> and then, and then we hopped on that bus the next day, right? And everything changed. It was very it was like different. Was, you thought it's gonna break? We were like all yeah. like with twenty people in that little bus. Going down, it what looked like a like a ball. How do you say apocalypse? Apocalypse. Oh, apocalypse. Was, apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we had no idea where we were going, and like this, we go like five hours. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a true American. Like I really love my air conditioning. Okay, like I cannot stand sweating for no reason. It is an absolute pet peeve of mine. Um, and we're in this bus just smoldering. I mean, all these people in there, and I'm just like, eventually, I'm like, hey, AC, do you have AC? And this ah, guy yes. has AC. He just opted to not have it on. Oh, so, gas prices. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Screw you, buddy. You know? yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, oh, I remember. You, that is such a very true story. I remember, I remember that well. I yeah. actually, he kept turning it on and turning it off. And like, no. it was on, and it was like, great. And all of a sudden, it got hot again. And I ended up walk, I walked up to the front of that bus, and I sat down next to the guy, like, dude, you need to put the AC on. I could just sit there like AC on the whole time. <laughs> Did he speak English? He spoke no, some English. A little, uh, he, he knew AC, I think. Yeah. Did, why, yeah. why were you all there? What were you doing going into this? They, uh, middle of- they had a new, a new table called the Guardian, which I'm sure you've heard of oh, a few yeah. times. Yeah, it was like the grand release of the Guardian table, which is still one of the better tables out there. That was great. Um, I don't know how it is now, but at least back then it was. And uh, so they flew us all out. Like They actually paid for my trip um everything there they paid for her trip um and several other people so it was like a showing of I see. you know hour i guess to bring everybody there and it was show. amazing though town and it was at a time when they were bring they were making foosball as a class at school so all the kids played foosball in schools and it was like a big program that's why yeah. they wanted to bring the best players to show them it was about like 400, 500, even more little of Chinese kids that came there. But it was really cool when we went on a bus, we went to like a big um, venue and they stopped every, like all the traffic in town. And we had an escort through the town to this venue and we had the red carpet rolled out. I've never, was like, ooh, that's, that's nice. never felt so safe and so scared at the same time. Like, <laughs> that's so true. We knew yeah. nobody <laughs> was going to hurt us except for the freaking military holding the AR. Military were everywhere. Were. Yeah. And I'm talking like Jim knows, we all know. There was, there was, uh, they're back to back. And I mean like three foot apart all the way down the side of the road, all the way into the venue, both sides of the yep. bus. 
you're going through a line of freaking military going in there. I'm mean, like communism wow. at its finest. And we okay. came in the tunnel. We came in the bottom tunnel of the arena as if we're the Lakers arriving for a, for a, a big game, right? <laughs> yeah. They bring us in, and we we walk out, and and we were a little bit late, as I recall. But we walk into this arena with with six thousand Chinese, and it was really something. Wow. Six thousand. Six thousand Chinese. It was a full arena. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So so clearly, it was. It, it's a big sport there, no doubt. It was. I don't know how it is right now, but they were planning to make it a big sport. Mm. Wow, six thousand. Uh, we well, we need a little of that here, just a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I you know it's it's. Uh, I gotta say, last year uh, during the, the the big tournament, you you're all there with the kids. What was it like to have both your children with you at the uh, at the venue last year? I'm busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank God for my sister. I mean, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jennifer was the big one, though. Like, Jennifer was sitting there, like, helping our kids the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we had our nieces and and nephews that helped a little bit here and there. My granddad, or my father, I'm sorry, their granddad. Um, My mom's just too busy. But, yeah, we had a lot of support. And, um, you know, and then we were able to to take care of them most of the time. The, The one time... They actually got hurt was right before open doubles finals where my yes. niece dropped yeah. my one-year-old son down the bleachers probably four or five foot because yeah. she was letting me walk across it at one years old by herself. I'll never forget wow. that. I remember watching that play out right before yeah. that match and I was like, oh my gosh. I was shaking. How, I I was shaking. How, can you, how can you? Yeah. How can you? And she had no clue. And I was like, babe, I was like, you, you need to go figure out what the hell's happening to our son. He's literally bleeding from the mouth and I had to let him go. And he's like, oh, yeah. and I'm just like, I got to never felt so bad in my life like about yeah. to cry i don't cry <laughs> well that's it's different with your kids though right wow. oh man yeah it's a whole other level right there and everybody's going to be there this this year yep yeah. yep we're flying in and um yeah everybody's going to be there again so um, cool we're all the screaming <laughs> yeah they're a little older now so um uh, how old are they now what's what's the age um uh, so our oldest is turning three in december and our youngest is about 15 months behind He's him. 17 months. He's so, a wow. Year and a half. Yeah, they're really just ramping up age-wise there. <laughs> right? Gonna be, yeah. It's going to be a hoot and a half. This is uh, a future doubles uh, team that will uh, be dominating the world in, in the not-too-distant future, no doubt. Yeah, they don't ever get on the table because we don't ever loan them in the garage. But <laughs> <laughs> and we don't get on the table, so until we show them, they won't get, they won't get into it too much. Well, we have to. We certainly have to talk about it because the other night uh, we got a chance to watch you guys live for a couple of hours, uh, right where you're sitting. In fact, uh, revealing the the playing cards you've just released with uh, with Foo's Gear. Uh, these playing cards was there's 100 trading cards, players yeah. trading cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did that all come about? What uh, what was the impetus for that? Started about two years ago. Um, she actually just compiled all the samples or um, pro- prototypes uh, just so that we could show that when we're at Worlds. Cause it's crazy, the evolution of these cards from, from first to, like, I don't know, 15 different designs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we started this in 2020 and just kind of dropped it and came back onto it, dropped it, came back. I mean, we understood the amount of workload that was going to go into what we wanted. Um, so, you know... We, it was it was one of those procrastination things where we just was procrastinating because well, we were so bu- both so busy. I started mm-hmm. 
dating it when I was pregnant with Travis, and then obviously mm-hmm. he came into the world, and then I had a year and a half old and a newborn baby. Right. So like, it was impossible. I was like trying to get it done because Ryan kept telling me how it's gonna be amazing. You just have to set your <laughs> mind to it, and like it's a big it's a time. Lot. But it's huge. Do it step by step, and I'm like, I can't do it because babies. I just don't have time, and then I kept like coming back to it and. I'm like, this is just too much. And then eventually I'm like, okay, now they are in the age where I can have a little more time. They can play by themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it allowed me to, you know, spend an hour here and there and slowly build it up. I, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Well, the results are amazing. Uh, it's hard to tell necessarily when you see it on, on a webcam, but uh, the cards yeah. look really high class, really, really nicely made. Uh, who who uh, who did the uh, the printing and all that? Well, so we had we did a lot of the prototypes, and then we sent them off to designers to even give us more ideas. Uh, we got some baseline designs, and then once we got baseline designs, we kind of curated it into what we wanted. Mm-hmm. So we took a lot, a little bit from everyone, and created this final card. And then she did everything from that point. So she took all the pictures, she photoshopped, you know, all the people out, all the lights out. Um, you know, all the, uh, the background, like she basically took, you know, we took a, a kind of a, a baseline card image and, mm-hmm. uh, changed subtle things with it. Obviously the, where the person's from, you know, their home table, all of that stuff. Uh, and we just kind of ran with it. So from there, obviously we got final designs. There's actually 125 cards of a hundred players. So five doubles cards. True. True. Doubles. So, okay. Yeah. I saw those. Yeah. So yeah. So it was a um, you know it's a process, but she she did ninety six percent of it. Wow! Congratulations! Great work! Really good stuff. Yeah, as somebody who has who has done cards before, uh, the ones that we designed um, twenty twenty seven years ago, back in the mid nineties, um, that set of thirty six cards that we designed, and I know how difficult it can be. Uh, it's a process. It's also, I got a lot of flack, you know, at the time it was only 36 cards and I think 30 of those were player cards. There it is. They, oh, you got it. You got a copy. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I, I actually had one of those completely <laughs> signed. Every, every one of them signed. Signed. And, and then I had a, a water leak at my house and it destroyed it. Oh, um, sad story, but true, but I know how it can be. And I had some people come up to me afterwards and say, Jim, how can you didn't give me a card? You know, uh, why didn't I have a card? Uh, you were smart. You, you expanded out to a hundred to where you got everybody covered plus a few probably. Right. Um, yeah. but I know what a process it can be and it's exciting. As somebody who has done this before, exciting to see what you guys are doing. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We wanted a hundred. I mean, we wanted this to be like, we, we, we didn't want, with this set, we want it to be a little different. We want it to be a trading card game. We didn't want. We wanted very few full sets to be out there, and I and there's actually going to be plenty of full sets out there. There's the way that we did it, where we have the holographic version and the non-holographic version of the top 25 cards. Um, so there's going to be chances to have the full set. Like anyone can get the full set, um, but to have a full set holographic is going to be very very rare. Um, full, I I should say full set holographic first edition to go even further. Um, There's only 55 made of each player. Only 55. Nope, that would look good on the wall it. right back here, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. We, and, and here's the thing: like we've had so many people literally like, "Hey, man, what is it going to take for me just to get a full set?" And I said, "Bro, we don't operate like that. No, like, that's, we not, don't, mm-hmm. that's not. That's not the game. Don't, no, 
it, like there's somebody the other day that said, you know, we'll pay you big if you can give me a Johnny Johnny Horton um, holographic, and I was just we're just like, no, yeah. like this this isn't the way this works. Like yeah. in, in, anytime you do something and people follow you and believe in you, you have to have integrity and it has yeah. to mean something. So. Yeah. Like when I say that we're not printing any more of these again, which we're never, which I actually have the number one card right here. So when I say we're not printing more of these again, that's cool. First edition symbol here is actually what I mean by we're never going to print a first edition Frederico Colleong again after this first 55. So if we do print again, I said this on the stream, if we sell out like a month or two, we don't want to starve people of the cards so we will print more of these. We'll let everybody know, but it will not have a first edition on there. So it was not God, a first edition. I love that. That is so, so cool. And if, we, if it takes us like quite some time to sell through everything we have, then we won't make any more, period. How about so, that? Okay. Um, yeah. We're not, we're not giving out any freebies. Um, you know, we're not doing anything. And if we do, we'll make it public. But as of right now, all the cards are going to either in packs, going to that person that's on the card. And we had five extra of each person in case they were damaged. We're also wanting to give away a, a complete set, not giveaway, but raffle off a complete set for Foosball Clubs USA. Oh, awesome. Uh, we, it will yeah. be the only set that will be auctioned, and that's going to be for Foosball Clubs. And we also have to have a couple set back in case people actually uh, send in cards for free um, cards. So you can actually get these for free. No purchase is necessary. Uh, you have to just mail in a postcard and blah, 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 like every other pack of cards that you ever see. So you, we, we, they have to have equal odds by law on getting any card. So we have to hold back an entire deck for that and have it randomly shuffled. And, and you know, somebody could get a Fred card that way or they could get no. That's, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah so awesome. there's like so there is some legality to this so that it doesn't right. become gambling so that it doesn't become um, you know, in any way, shape, or form, like it has these cards are supposed to have no future value. We don't represent there's gonna be any future value to this, blah blah blah. You know, that's just mm-hmm. the, the disclaimer stuff you gotta have. So, um, as of right now, we have five extra cards of each of these players, and one's going to Foosball Clubs USA full auction. So that means we have four, some may be damaged, um, and or given away. So, over time, we're only gonna have up to four extra cards to do something with. So I missed. I, I I had to step away for a moment. So just so just to be sure. So you're starting these go on sale at um, Tornado Championships, correct? And then after that, yeah. you're having an online space. Is that correct? Yeah, worlds and <laughs> a lot of people want a lot. It's crazy. Like I thought nobody would be buying a hundred packs, but we've got many many people buying a hundred packs. See that. So. What I'm, what we're doing is we're only, we're reserving about half the cards to at Worlds, so half the cards will actually be at Worlds, and once they sell out, they sell out, and the other half will be online so that the rest of the world can get them fairly. Um, and again, if we sell out of everything, then we'll print more, but it just won't have that first edition on there. So, if for any reason these ever did have value, they'll be less valuable. Well, you know what? And but this is a big freaking deal. I mean, let's 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 put this in perspective, right? Like what's the one thing that you get when you go to tournaments is usually a shirt that doesn't fit right and doesn't feel comfortable. This is like legit nice foosball memorabilia that you can actually interact with. You you said you're doing a Facebook thing, right? For people to be trading on what you're doing to promote foosball internally and, and also to just put it out there into the other world, because this is huge, like card games, anything like that is huge is, is massively important. And I'm just really glad that you're doing that. I'm glad that Jim did it when he did it. And I'm glad that this is picking up steam again. So my, 
next level question is, and this is like a dorky question, but like, have you, have you, it's, there's Heroes of Might and Magic. There's all those kind of card games, Hearthstone, things like that. Like, is that in the cards? Like to have a, <laughs> like a playable foosball <laughs> game? Like where, where Colin Young comes down with his flippy? Like what, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know there's got to, especially for the younger generations. Fred would take 26 seconds before he did, I promise. <laughs> Do you speak geek? Talk about a cooldown. Do you speak geek? You're laughing, you're laughing, but there is a foosball card game. No. Get yeah. Out. Where? Who? I found it when you like Google foosball um, like card game. I found it, and you have like little players. You have like a goalie. You have like men, and like you do some stuff. It's like very basic, but it's oh, like it's fun. Like I cannot that's believe amazing it. that that didn't catch on. <laughs> Little man. Yeah, and, and my answer to that is, is um, you know, the average foosball player I think is forty now. So yeah. forty-five. We're probably making player card games. Like we were actually kind of concerned on whether or not this would take off because if you weren't ever into collecting cards or if you weren't in like my generation of like Pokemon and like all these other collectible card games that came out all at once, then this may not be something for you. So, but. We can tell right now that this this sucker is going to sell out. The question is, is when. Yeah. yeah. And what's mm-hmm. cool next week is that you'll have people bringing cards around to have them signed. You know, obviously yep. getting uh, the, the autographs of the of the various players, and that's kind of a neat, interactive, active sort of connective kind of thing that that this sort of uh, spurs. Um, and uh, no, a great job on these. I think everybody's kind of looking forward to to next week and, and, and the debut of these and seeing them in person and seeing how you approach this. Obviously, you've done your homework on this uh, and are doing it in a, in a very professional way. And, uh, and good stuff. Yeah. Is there a Jim yeah, Stevens well, card, like an action shot at the, um, <laughs> at the microphone? I was going to ask that. That's enough. No Jim Stevens? No Jim Stevens. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I, didn't even get, I didn't even get myself one way back when. Well, so. Wanting to do Jim Stevens card, we wanted to do like promoter's card and stuff like oh. that. It was just way yeah. too cool. Yeah. Rookie cards, like bias thing. Like, who do we think to, that should have a card instead of having a system? So now, why does this promoter doesn't don't have a card? Yeah, and this promoter doesn't have a card because he does more than and, this promoter. And and we know that's where it gets complicated. And we know foosball players. Like we all mm-hmm. know that not everybody's gonna be happy anytime one person makes a decision, right? So yeah. <laughs> our biggest thing, like she said, is a non-biased system, and we try to make it as non-biased as possible. Um, you know, and yeah, because if we like, we wanted Sam to have a card. Of course, you wanted yeah. Dijon, you know, to have a card, but it's not right because if we do this with one person, it opens the floodgates to well, well that person should have been in and. Like, you right. know, like there, there's a lot of people that, you know, think that people that have passed should be in, like they should come in before other people and like, well, why didn't I get a car? Why didn't this person get a car? Well, we said if you were a master, female or male master, the the day before worlds of last year by points, women's or singles or doubles, you got a card. You got a chance to have a card, should say. Uh, if you won a world title, you have a chance to get uh, a, a women's singles, women's doubles, open singles, open doubles. You have a chance of getting a card. And then we did that survey, like I did, I asked, Jim, I believe I asked you and a bunch of other people like a year and a half ago who you thought the most legendary players of all time and who the best players of all time are or right now across the world. And I compiled that list of like 10 or 15 different people to basically rank the players on who got the, we filled the rest of the spots with those players. 
Um, so I try to take myself out of this so that people can't really be mad at me. I mean, if you are, I can't help it. You know what I mean? We did our damn best and I'm actually very happy with how it came out. So no. I'll back this all day yeah. long because I did not favorably put somebody in there that I you, wanted to. You, you, you put yourselves in a very difficult position and it's not unlike the thing we did with our top 50 list, right? Yeah, I was like, going to say, yeah. like, no, you, you put yourselves in a very difficult position and I think you did a very great job with that because that is, that is really hard. And that was, that was the, there was a lot of names that or a few names that I noticed weren't there, but it sounded like they just weren't there because of their own choice. Is that she was being very blunt about it, but I'm yeah. going to be as vague as I should be professional. Sure. Either they did not respond to us or they did not want to have a card. So if you know a name that, Hey, that person's master right there. Or, hey, that person's super achieved. Like they should be in the top five. You're right. They should have been. They're not there because either they didn't respond or they didn't want to. If somebody didn't give us at least verbal, like we had almost everyone sign a contract and there's just some people that just don't have a computer that can't sign a contract that we were like, well, if we get a verbal, I mean, if they go to sue us, they can only sue us for the damages of, of their card and it's going to be minimal, right? Yeah. Um, and, and even more of a respect thing, right? We want people, if we're going to use your likeness, you need to say it's okay or else we're just not going to do it. Like, that's not right. So... There's people that several, several people that actually just did not get back to us. And there were several people that turned us down, you know, whether it was because we would be making money off this or they didn't like the or they didn't know how it was going to turn out, even though we said, look, you get final approval before we send this. Like, we've already found a couple cars that have mistakes, like with titles. And we're mm-hmm. like, dang it. Like, well, we sent it to them. Well, we sent it to them to get check like everything there's some titles missed on some cars right and like that person didn't catch it and we're just like well crap you know like well i don't know what else we could do like we tried and (laughs) yeah but we give people a chance for final approval and um yeah i mean like i said we we, i think one player had three world titles and i only put one on there and i send it to her and she said everything looks good and i'm like okay and then well (laughs) It happens. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. Like I said, you get a hundred people, you get a hundred people and you have to calculate their entire title list of all time. I mean, like I said, we've got over 300 hours in this and, it, and that, that number is just racking up as we're packing them. So, you know, you just wouldn't, you could take that down into weeks, you know, at 40 hour weeks. I mean, you, you know, you're at, you're at basically two months worth of time. We have into this of nonstop 40 hour weeks, you know what I mean? So, um, there's going to be mistakes made, but we, we, we try to do our best. So I, like I said, last in our stream, like, you know, I think we, I think uh, we want people to get behind us, but we actually want people to get behind the project. Like we hope we put out a product that's good enough for you to get behind without us asking you to get behind us. Cause, um, it's, it's, it, it came together very nice. I mean, I've, I think they came, I think they're great. I think they're modern and they're where they should be. So can't wait to see them in person. Yeah. It's be uh, a fun weekend next weekend for a variety of reasons, including that sure yeah oh no doubt so what what do you guys want to predict as far as attendance for next week you think it's going to be uh as as it was last year or do you think it's going to be somewhere somewhere uh close well mama mary i love her she she uh she says it's gonna be the biggest worlds ever but um okay i mean based off room cells that is facts so that's why she said that but you know room cells is, is a good determining factor but you know it's just impossible to know. Is that two people per room? Is that three people per room? Is it two, three mm. people on Friday and Saturday, but two the rest? Of, I mean, it's just impossible metric to know. 
Yes. Um, without having like people uh, have to pre-register online. Um, so I know one thing, it's going to be good attendance. So definitely will not be a flop. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you can go off room cells and know it's not going to be a flop. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd say, I think what last, last year, how much was there? Was there 500? Yeah, it was yeah, better than five, better, better yeah. than five fifty. Even I think it was, uh, yeah, a great number coming off COVID and everything. It really it was amazing. A big one. Yeah. For sure. And that was coming off COVID. So like even me and her, we anticipated a drop after last year's yep. world because once people get their foods fixed, you know, they're going to come out less. And, um, but you know, I mean, I, I would imagine it's going to be at least that, um, you know, so yeah, I'd say she had, she had a lot of cancellations because of the hurricane last year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. There, there was supposed to be more people, but many rooms got, got canceled just because of that. We probably have, I don't know if there's a bunch of Europe. No, there's no Europeans because of COVID last year, but we have the yeah. lay in heart. Is it? I think or, well, it's, it's the same week. weekend. So that pretty mm. much dropped like most Europeans were oh. coming over, but that's, yeah. Again, that, there was no Europeans that time before because of COVID. So Ryan, Ryan, I what do you know what? the open the open doubles teams like beyond you and Blake? Like, because I know is Atha going to be there? Like, do yeah, Atha and, and Tommy. That's the only team I, I know. Tommy, I think probably Scott and Scott. Tommy Atkinson. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. I love that team. Oh, that's wow. that's a lot. Yeah, that fun's a lot of fun. Well. That team's a lot of fun to watch. And you said yeah. Todd, and who else? You said Todd and Scott. I I believe Todd and Scott. I mean, they've been playing every single week at Sky Wyman. They've been, wow. they, they played last time, and I think yeah. that they, they've been playing every week in Colorado. So yeah. seems like that's gearing up to be a team. Um, I'm, you know, I'm probably you probably got Tony with his his sponsor. I'm assuming. I don't know. Well, I think it's just, oh, yeah, I think it's Bud this year. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Because yeah. somebody, what about, uh, somebody was asking in Rob? Twitch. Morris coming? I don't. Yeah, so I was wondering. I was going to ask about Rob Morris. I don't think so. I, I feel like th- I heard earlier this year he had a or a couple months ago he had a big move, like he bought a house or something. So it seemed like he's been out of it because because the only teams that I actually knew were, were going to be uh, more uh, 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 Tony and Bud and and Moreland and uh, Park and and okay. yeah. But, Tommy, where's that coming? Um, not I don't, if he is. I don't know who he's playing with. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Like I said, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really communicate with much people to be honest. So. Yeah. Well, as soon as we know, we'll let everybody know as we get there on we get there on Thursday, and we'll start reporting from there that day, and kind of bring everybody up to date on what's happening before the the big events start. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to it. I always do. There is something, as you said early on, Ryan. There is something special about this event, right? Uh, to where it's a, a certain buzz uh, about it. it. Always has been, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think no matter who you are, whatever ranking you are, you're coming there to win a world championship. And some of the biggest celebrations we've ever seen have been players winning you know, beginner doubles or amateur or, or whatever, because it's a world championship and they can go back home and tell their friends and their, and their, uh, their the folks at work that they're a world champ uh, at something. And that's what makes this event so special for me. Always the highest level of play that I've ever seen has been at this event. And I know you feel that way as well. hundred percent. People give it their all. I mean, hell last year when I played Tony, I've, mm. I've, you know, I vividly remember, well, she remembers too, like after I lost that first set going up to the room with her and I had like a real heart to heart with her. I mean, she actually really helped me out with that. And I'm like, wow, like I really actually wanted to win. And I basically told her that I've got to pull something out of me that I haven't pulled out before to win this match. And I've got to literally give it every single ounce I got and not be afraid of any failure whatsoever. 
So, you know, I still barely got scraped by. I mean, Jesus Christ, I was three down in the fifth. I mean, and I was what, three what up. What a great match, though, buddy. What, a, what yeah. an incredible match. Uh, really? You know, it was one of those things, like, to beat that guy in particular, you've got mm-hmm. to – it's it's weird. It's either, like, I don't got to give a shit and I can just rack him, or, like, I have to play my absolute – like, I have to put my heart into it more than any anything I've ever done in my life to win that. And that's why I actually celebrated like I did when I won, which I usually don't celebrate like that, but yeah. I was freaking happy, man. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Ryan, I mean, I, I have to ask you a question. Like, in the in the context of foosball in its 50-year history in the United States, like, do you understand where you sit in it? Like, your role in it and what that match was? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, as somebody, like, we talk about football all the time because it's like, that's what we do, right? But, like, you're playing and you're doing it. You're literally making history in foosball, like, do you think about that? Um, yes and no. You kind of gave me goosebumps there just to give you a little plus. plus. Um, I don't get those often, at least when I'm thinking about foosball. It's usually about just like life and, and success. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, not really. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'll be I'll be there. You know, I'll be around, you know, at least in people's brains and stuff. But I kind of don't feel like I've even made close to a mark in foosball like I either should have or still can. I still, like, you know, you're unlocking your true potential and you hear about all this stuff yeah. and all this and that. I still mm-hmm. don't think I've done that in my life. I honestly don't think I've pulled out my full potential in anything that I've ever done. And she sees me changing every day. It's actually tough on us sometimes. Um, but, you know, you've got to be just absolutely excellent in life to achieve the absolute top of anything. And I mean anything, whether it's success, money, financial, understanding the world, uh, emotions, whatever it is, you've got to be the absolute, like, you got to be a rock to, to be the best at something. And so I still feel like I got so much more, even though I may have achieved one, the, the best thing you can possibly achieve in foosball. Um, I haven't done it consistently. I mean, if you look at Tony's, like, career as he sits, like, he's absolutely crushed it. And, you know... I, I blame a lot of excuses for not being in his seat right now. Like I let that happen in a, in regards to like giving up and let like not caring about losing, not giving it my all like that last match. Mm-hmm. Like I've done that my whole entire foosball career. I've only pulled it out a couple times like that, you know? So um, it's tough, man. It's tough to be perfect. No yeah. one is. So. Yeah, you know, and and yet you say all that, and yes, I think we all understand there's potentially a lot more to still to come. But you finished uh, in the top ten on our top fifty list of all time, and you know, mm-hmm. voters who really put a lot of time and effort into compiling that top fifty list all time was very difficult to do. But well, yeah, you landed you you landed at number what was it number seven I believe number seven number eight right in there, and and yet you could certainly have the capability of moving up on that list still. You know, oh yeah, um, but with all that, your disappointment, you're all of that. You're still top ten all time player, yeah. and in that top it towards the top end of the top ten. You know, so yeah, there's still more great stuff to come, perhaps from you, and maybe you move up higher. Yeah, we just discussed this on the cards because I actually ranked the top five, and after that was kind of a what, what would look best for the cards. I ranked my top sure. five, and I had on our list it was Fred, Tony, um, Todd and then me, and then Billy. And I barely beat Billy out from basically last year's Worlds is what got me in front of Billy. Otherwise, if you look at titles, he would have had me beat. So, um, you know, but Fred is going to be just, I mean, it's an impossible task 
her most to try to no. overthrow his, his realm of success. Hard to see that ever happening. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and even with Billy, I, I, I think it's, you know, obviously if you count Billy's international stuff, that factors in. But American-wise, I don't think there's yeah. a contest and, between and, you and him. And we did. Um, and we also um, went off a few other things as well. And we did because – that I was I, I was I talked to her about this like Jesus Christ I don't know if to pit me in, in front of him or not, um, you know he has one more open singles world title than me. Otherwise, he's never won an he open. Has double. doubles. No, nope, never doubles. won an open doubles at Worlds. And remember, these cards are heavily weighted. I mean, heavily weighted on Tornado and ITSF because mm-hmm. these are American cards. Otherwise, you'd have Europeans that would be flop flocking in this list left left and right. So this is a American based card set like. When we were talking about creating it, we we're like, let's do worldwide. We'd have the whole world involved, no. right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be such a headache. Good luck. <laughs> we'll never get it done. No, we'll Why literally we never get it done. No. So, and they already have so many people that are buying cards in Europe too. So it's kind of cool because all the nice. cards are still going to be in Europe. Oh, that's nice. So we'll be like, you know, international one. So, well, so that's why I put myself in front of him was because I have ITSF singles, ITSF doubles three worlds open singles and four worlds open doubles. So I thought that since this was heavily weighted on tornado, that would put me in front of him. So yeah. mm. again, that is biased, but at least I went off of something. You know? No, I think it's, I think it's accurate. I think you nailed it. You, you, you and Lafredo flip flopping them from, and two and three, certainly on our list, it was Lafredo two, sprayed and three. And if Spraydeman had more doubles titles, I think he passes Todd. You know, if he doesn't play with sponsors, et cetera. Um, but yeah. I think that's that's a pretty accurate list. That's that's a it's a damn biased thing too, Jim. I mean, I can't I can't lie on this, right? So the reason why I pit Fred number one, obviously, is I mean, he's number no, one. No, no question, Fred's and one. Then, yeah, period. If you look at titles on 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 Fred, yeah, he's got twenty one Tornado Worlds Open Doubles titles. Twenty one. Tony only has two. No. Tony only has two. He has seven open singles. This man Fred, right here Fred has, has 12. dominated the damn game for how long? Fred, Fred has 12 uh, World Open Doubles titles on Tornado. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I put him as number two because this man has dominated the last six, or decade Singles, of American yes. baseball. Yep. Yes, uh, no question. Um, so but, you know, it, it, but that's what makes it great, too, right? It makes it great to be able to, to open up discussion, to argue about it. That's what you know made the yeah. top 50 so cool for us is that people disagreed, and that was okay. Let's talk about it. Let's let's oh, hear everybody. Conversations, yeah. for sure. And I was uh, – did you have Dan Kaiser on there as a card? We actually had him on our list. But we, did he never respond? Did he not respond? I believe so. Because yeah. we had we had him – so we had a bunch of people that was in the very the, – the back in the day. Right, right. But right, remember, right. I went off of the most legendary people all time. So he either – and I don't know. It's, it's been a, over a year since we had this list compiled. So I don't remember if it was – we reached out to him and he didn't respond or if he didn't barely make the cut and all these other people were deemed more legendary he's, than him. Um, he's the second-best tournament team. soccer player ever. Second-best yeah, tournament exactly. soccer we player. We had yeah. him on our initial list. I imagine because- him. Yeah, he's hard. To, he's he's squirrely. He's hard to get a hold of. And, and he was, but he was top ten on our list. Certainly a top ten all time player in, in my mind, and, and and obviously in the voters. Um, but it's tough. And again, it, you guys encountered this as well. It's not an easy job to consider different eras, different tables. Especially because uh, you know, in that and, era, it was just well, opinions of other people. But this is heavily weighted on right now. We wanted a card set that was right now. For sure. Like so it's like, no, it's like buying a baseball card. If you buy baseball cards right now, you're still going to get a Babe Ruth every now and then. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. But it's all right now players. So 
that is heavily weighted on right now, Tornado, and then ITSF. We threw that in there as well because there, there's some relevance there, obviously. So, Well, Ryan, I'm hoping you spend at least uh, seven minutes a day on the table in the next few days before you <laughs> head to Kentucky, um, although I don't think you need it. I actually don't think you need any time on the table. You're going to show up ready, and I think you're going to be in the mix in every event you play once again, of course. Uh, yeah, I appreciate chance, that. With a chance to double-triple. Yeah, and um, you know, like I, I went out to like a local, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and I like mentally played amazing. Like I was even better than normal. But my problem is physically, right? So the only reason why I practice is not to, you know, hit the shots. I know I can hit the damn shots. It's to make sure that this guy and this guy has some muscle re- like warm up before Worlds. Because if I go to Worlds and just start cramming two bars, I'm gonna be done after day two. So. I don't play for anything besides just loosening this and this. Like, you should see me right now. Literally, my first practice, I'm going, eh. Eh. I mean, just a <laughs> Do you make, do you make that off. sound? I want you to yeah, make that sound. Yeah, pretty much. It, it yeah. does. It makes this little, you know, it, it doesn't, like, no pop in the back of the goal. I literally, and then I do it until I feel just something, and then I quit. Um, but as I get closer to Worlds and as we get into Worlds, that will continue getting more and more and more and faster and faster and faster. And I think last year's World, I mean, my two-bar was nasty. Um, not in doubles because I didn't shoot the ball, but just like in warming up, I was like, God dang, like this is this is great. So, um, when you, so. Yeah. so when you say as we get into Worlds, you mean like in four days? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> just so we're on the same page. That's how you that's how you prepare. That's good. Will you uh be closing out any um any um, singles matches this year with two John Waynes in a row? It's not a John Wayne. Oh wait, um, Ryan no. Morris. No, I agree. No. I'm 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 hey, that... I heard somebody you told me I think somebody was changing the name to Ryan Morris. It's like, gotta oh, be. That's, yeah, that's it's it gotta is Ryan be. Morris. It's a Ryan yeah. Moore. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, somebody <laughs> No. I think so. Yeah, no, Clay and especially I, especially after, especially yeah. after the Playboy interview that John Wayne did, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure, I'm in the RM Slam, whatever it is. Uh, and you'll never break the record RM of 13 slam. against David Maring. Oh, um, I don't want to. It's an all-time record that will <laughs> never be broken. Yeah, and nobody's was, ever won with a John Wayne at, at, at a, a, for a world championship. So at least I was going to wonder. Yeah, I was wondering if that had ever been, happened before. That's by we we renamed it to Two. A, a Ryan Moore. Or we'll call it to Ryan Ryan Wayne. We'll just kind of transition into it. Ryan <laughs> Wayne for now. Um, I don't know. We'll see what we come up at uh, uh, Adam next week, uh, depending on how many IPAs we've had. We'll see. There's that um, beer exactly. cave. <laughs> oh, look out! Look out! I hope they stock up well because we're going to be in there a lot. Yeah, looking forward to what should be a great event. And, you know, again, all uh, this event is extra special. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. Good luck in mixed doubles. Uh, Iveta, continue to carry him in that event if you can. We're going to need at least two per game from you. And, of course, blocking every forward as you usually do. And I don't know, guys, I don't know if you realize just how good Iveta is. This is a a great, great player. Um, And I know you know that, Ryan. But whenever I watch Iveta play, I just marvel at how strong your game is. Uh, so look, singles and women's singles, women's doubles as well. Looking forward to that with yeah, you. Singles are so hard because it's a first event and there's like no warm up before then. So it's like the hardest event to start with. And it, it, it's, it's, oh, wait, is it three out of five? Is it three out of five double elimination? I think it's two out of three. Yeah, That's another but... big factor too. They don't get a chance to warm up even. Yeah, it's horrible. It should be like everything should be three out of five single elimination. I might one day crack my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> great to see you guys tonight and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys next week. Good thing. See you in a couple of days. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks so much for, for jumping in. And uh, we're looking forward to having a chat with you when we're there uh, live, uh, of course, in, in the venue. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, you all. We're going to go play for seven minutes. We'll, we'll right. see you guys. There okay. it is. Cool. Every day, seven Every minutes. Day. <laughs> Every day. All right. Take care, Rob. Thank you, everybody. All right. See you soon. Guys, I got to say, this is, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. What do you, what do you so think? So I was there the very first time that they ever really actually talked with each other. I remember vividly oh. at the Shanghai airport, we climbed on that bus she was with her current boyfriend, and so it was very, you know, platonic. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was an adventure for all of us, and uh, it was one of the, the more memorable trips of my foosball career for sure. And obviously for them, for different reasons. I meant to ask them, uh, and maybe you know this, the answer to this, Jim. How many uh, married couples have actually won Open Championships or Open Mixed? Not very many. Uh, Steve and Gina Murray um, are one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Tony and Faye Redazzini at one point when they were together uh one one but married um only a couple ever in the history of the sport as far as um as winning world championships i think it's just those two uh married couples so So if they do it again this year that'll my wife and i another record it it would be a record my wife and i actually won the snowdown event uh here in durango this past january did you yeah cool wow i just have to i I can't coach her there's no i'm not allowed to coach her (laughs) um at all just just do what I'm told uh, for the most part. Well, I was going to say, maybe she has to coach you. Speaking of coaching, Adam, you ready, buddy? Next week, it's you and me. I think open doubles, we're, we're doing it. I hope are we, we play you guys first round. Are we? Yeah, we're going to be, uh, we're, me and Clay are, uh, are all ready to go here. I don't know, I should we, folks out there in, in Twitch land, should Adam and I play? Um, does anyone want to put odds on it? Does anyone want to bet on us finishing like 32nd or, or higher? Um, oh, there's know. a, there's actually, I think there's a, a something to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to come up with a good, uh, a good prize. Whoever, uh, whoever Who finishes higher. Tom. Yeah. You, yeah. you and uh, Tom, Tom Robinson and Clay Toomey, Stevenson, Adam Gilson, who, who finishes higher. What's the bet? What, who, what is the, uh, what does the winner get? What does the loser get? Right. Or, or it could be, um, something like, um, now I've forgotten what it was that uh, we talked about before, but maybe telling somebody, okay, you've got to do ten push-ups. If no. you're if you're the if you're the loser, you have to do no, ten no, push-ups no, no. on command. No, no, no? I, don't, I don't. I no, no, I don't bet for exercise. No, it's <laughs> the stupidest thing. <laughs> Look at me. Right. Okay. No, but I I do want to say this, and I I think that anybody that listened to this show especially anybody that's really interested in getting better at foosball needs to backtrack and listen to everything that Ryan said about him playing foosball and needs to understand that at a certain point, the expectations that we put on ourselves get in, in, in our way. And that's, yeah. that was the Zen. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment of everything that Ryan was saying. Cause he just doesn't, it's not that he doesn't give a shit. He does. Mm-hmm. He wants to do well, but I mean, like that is, that is the, premier moment that's like the moment when you really have have, have, have achieved that uh, achieved achieved that place (laughs) i i I just create disappointment create frustration you don't have expectations you go you just play every ball precisely and and we talk about that all the time jim but like to hear it's just laid out so simply it's oh my goodness so what you're saying is you you have to transcend transcend your your limitations No, no, you're not transcending your limitations. You're okay with them. 
and you let them sit oh. right next to you as you're driving down the street. Yeah. <laughs> you're just right there. They're your buddy. They're your buddy. And you just, you're just yeah. there. You're just there. Yeah. You're waving at people. You're whistling you to the radio. Just, you know. Embrace the suck. As mm-hmm. much as you suck and what you can't do, you also do what you can do. And all because that after comes all, together. we are human beings. That's right. Hey, Bam. hot or not, let's do it. Hot or not. Here we go. Okay, hot or, you, you like that, do you? I love, it. <laughs> I love the intro. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it, damn it. Well, okay, so so Adam, you go first this time. Uh, hot or not, LED lights for foosball tables. Oh, On, for foosball? Oh. I mean, the, oh. the, the LED lights that they're now manufacturing for foosball tables. You tripped me up. I thought you just meant in general, because in general, no, because anytime somebody is a Ford F1 well, it's either million, hot or not. It's not no or yes. It's hot or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anytime no somebody behind you're me talking about. Yeah. with the Ford 1F million is behind me with their LED lights coming at me, that freaks me out. <laughs> but for foosball tables, hot. Yeah, just Ooh. don't make sure you bury the LED. Um, <laughs> the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have, I have, um, I have a um, created by Chris Forrest in Philadelphia. I have a, a LED light on my table at home, mm-hmm. um, along with Protecto Flex, created by Mister Spirit Melise, of course, down in Texas. But I love it. I think it's great. I am a hot on LED lights. Yeah, yep. it's it's. There seems to be less shadows less, cast. Yeah, yep. yeah very clean, a, mm-hmm. clean blanket of light on the table. Yes, mm, that's, right. That's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, I love that. Thank you. Okay, uh, next round. Uh, hot or not, Adam? Double stuff Oreos. Double stuff Oreos. I'm going to say hot with the caveat that you caveat you put the the fork inside the cream and then you set it in the milk. What? And then you pull it out and eat it. Well, the 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 cookie is a little bit moist, but the inside is still not. And then you get the like, the moistness and the milkiness and then the creaminess. Hot. I'm saying hot to my wife's of, of uh, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies that she made tonight. Um, you know, again, I think double stuffed Oreos are a sign of American excess. Uh, anyone who remembers at 7-Eleven, the big gulp being 32 ounces before it turned into 128 ounces. You go to Europe, you have a Coke, it's 12 ounces, and it's warm. Um, so for me, it's a sign of American excess, and I say not to double Wow, I, I had a funny feeling it was going to split this way. I it just just it it struck me, yeah, that this is the way it's going to go. Okay, um, all right. I can't believe that's where you went, Jim. That's so awesome, and I don't disagree. I'm changing my. I want to go whatever I went. What I'm just going to agree with Jim. Anyways. Hey, 32 ounces was plenty big for a big gulp. Plenty big. It was huge. And then they go eventually to 64, then 128. It's too much. You're killing people with your sugars. You know, it's but the the opportunity to carry around 128 ounces of any fluid. I mean, that's uh, you got to be in good shape first of all. What? Uh, We're not camels. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, I I do think that's excessive. there are shows about a thousand pound sisters. All right, there are shows, and this is kind of what created that. My big beautiful fat life. Yes, I know. It's it's <laughs> right next to Doctor Pimple Popper. You know, what's next, Tom? Yeah, okay. Tom. 
Uh, hot or not? Dynamo foosball tables. Ooh. Adam, hot or not? I'm Dynamo gonna say, foosball I'm gonna, tables. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip the preamble and I'm just gonna say hot. Hmm. Okay. And why? Wow. <clears throat> well, I they served as a bridge, a gap, whatever, and I, I played on them a lot when, when I was a kid. So hot. Oh. I had a feeling about that. Yeah. Also, Tony Spraderman, is... that was the first table he played on, so hot. Okay. Um, this is a very <laughs> emotional topic for me. It's very emotional. You know, I was there. I, 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 was on, I wasn't out on the tour. I was, I was trying to be out on the tour in 1981 when TS crashed, and it was devastating. You've heard uh, some of our guests talk about how, how incredible it was in a negative way for them. Um, but we were devastated by it, as we've talked about in 1981. And we thought, well, what's going to happen now? What's going on? And then Kathy Brainerd and company created the uh, the pro-built tour on, on the Dynamo table. That became the table in our local pubs around Los Angeles. All of them had, had Dynamo tables. I had my greatest success as a player on, on the Dynamo table. Um, but it, like Adam says, it was a bridge from, from TS. It survived during the 80s, and then, and then along came Tornado. But for me, uh, I actually loved the table because it was what there was. It, it was what we played our local tournaments on. There was a tour, albeit at 10% of the prize money of what had been previous. Um, and for me, it's a big hot. Is it true that uh, the Dynamo was, was easy to bank on? Yes, you could bank uh, both from goal and from forward. Uh, fairly well at forward, right? But you, okay. could, you could bank at goal. Um, it was a more pinnable, perhaps a more consistent table in some ways than TS. The tour was the big sell of the TS tour of, of, of TS table, of course, but in some ways the Dynamo table was was a better table. Yeah, no, interesting. Agree. You know, and also um, uh, Jim, I think we've talked about this, but I really feel like uh, the Dynamo, like we talked about the the Landhart, which I like, is it's like the child of uh, Dynamo and tournament soccer. Yeah, and I love it. Kind the of best of both and, and also that that table, you know, we talk about the Tornado goal being you know this big. The TS goal was probably this big. Dynamo was not much bigger than that. So it was still a a small goal style of game. It was one of the biggest things that was a surprise to me is when we went to Tornado in 1989 around Los Angeles, I said, this goal is huge. You know, I'm going to score every time. And for a while I did. Um, but uh, again, hot on the Dynamo table. Loved it. I had a funny feeling about that. Um, okay, next round. Hot or not, Adam? The Beatles. Hot or not? Hot. Hot. Didn't even have to think about it, huh? No. I, well, no, I, I tried to have a... I, I don't have a... Wait, what's a Beatles accent? Hot. No, I can't do it. Jim? Hot. It's very hot. The there balls. it is. There it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, fuego. <laughs> fuego. Jim? Adam's a musician I, as well. Um, uh, you know, I had a chance a few months ago to see the, the Peter Jackson documentary. Yes. About about and it was eight hours or ten hours long about the making of uh, of Let It Be. I guess right. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was truly one of the greatest documentaries I've ever seen. I got to hang out mm -hmm. with the Beatles for eight yeah. or ten hours, just hang out with them in the studio. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, incredible. If you haven't seen it, I think it's on Apple TV, Apple TV, Apple Plus. Go Disney see it. It's incredible. Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. Yeah, I think so. But uh, as someone who I, I teach my kids. First thing I did uh, musically was to make sure my kids heard the Beatles. You know, they love this side two of Abbey Road, but who doesn't, right? But to hear the, the, the way the Beatles evolved and what happened is such a story. 
um, that for me, they are the greatest band of all time, period. And no one will ever pass them. Um, they were just so influential in so many ways. They were the soundtrack of history during the late 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in a time that was so turbulent and so much change was taking place. So for me, it's a big hot for the Beatles. Oh, man, you, we're all birds of a feather here. We could go on forever. I, I, if I had really thought about it, I should have said the Beatles solo, solo records and their solo careers. Then mm. we might have you had know, a bit of an argument that, about that. Is that the that. next one? Is that the next one? Well, we could no. make are, it. Are, are we ranking one. them? Are we ranking <laughs> their, the best so, solo careers? Hot or not, Adam, the, the Beatles solo careers. No. Tepid. <laughs> Tepid? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, it's not a fair question. I mean, like, they have their, their, their chestnuts. They have their, their little nuggets of good good stuff solo. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But but the, the, the sums of, of the parts and the whole when they were the Beatles were, like, iconic and everything else is, like, something you might hear in an elevator. Sorry. But <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, what say you about uh, Bilo? Uh, I want to take him individually. Career. I mean, Paul McCartney went very commercial, but he always was. He was the melodic oh, yeah. side of the Beatles. He was the commercial side of it. Um, John Lennon tried to do his own thing, came up with incredible things like Imagine um, and a few other really great, great pieces of music. George Harrison, strong uh, solo oh. career. Very oh, strong. Fantastic. Uh, Ringo would get something written by Paul or, or George, <laughs> George. <laughs> and go out and record it. And whether he realized what he was doing or not, it was okay, and it was fine, and he's such a likable guy. All in all, I'm going to give him a hot. Not as hot as they were as a band, but I'm going to give him a hot. Okay. No, I, I got to say, there was a couple of songs I really liked uh, that Ringo did. That was, I think one was a George Harrison song, uh, It Don't Come Easy. Don't Come Easy um, was great. Yeah, great, 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 great record. Right. One more uh, foosball the, question. Yeah, one more. Okay, yeah. one more foosball question. What do we really feel? Okay, hot or not? The World Cup. Adam, hot or not? The World Cup. The ITSF World Cup? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. The hot? Hmm? Okay. Hot. You, you've in... been, yeah, you've been very monosyllabic uh, so far in this <laughs> yes, whole very. thing. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm... but I mean, like... Within the context of what the World Cup is, yes, hot. But Okay. But 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 I mean, we're talking about some we I and I don't know this. And Jim, you can speak to this better than I can. So I'm on the outside looking in this last year and a half or so, but I look at what the World Cup is doing as an extension of the ITSF body, right? And I see what they're doing from country to country to country to trying to get foosball to be I think into the Olympics. I feel like the end game here is the Olympics. Like, and I could be wrong, and I know that's what they did in the seventies. I know that Johnny Lott, all those folks back then, were 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 trying to put lipstick on a pig and make foosball be something that was going to be in, in 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 the Olympics when they weren't looking at the politics behind it and everything else like that. Now the ITSF actually has some political sway because they have this federation across country after country after country. So when I look at the World Cup and I see everything that's happening, I think it's hot as F because I think that kind of combination and that amount of players and everything like that, like I, I wish that I, 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 I couldn't have, I didn't go this year. And I, I wish I'd gone all these other years in the past, but like mm. as a foosball fan, I get it. So when I say 
when I when you see this hesitation, it's not just because I like I'm looking at some surface level thing. I'm like I'm looking at it as the whole of everything that's happening within foosball, and I'm just thinking I don't freaking know. Yeah. Okay. All Jim? right. That's an honest answer, Jim. Um, the World Cup events that I've attended, hot. World mm-hmm. Cup events I have not attended, not. Um, you've heard me talk about it, guys. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm not there, obviously I I kind of followed what happened. I you know I saw what the American team did. I saw who wasn't there, who was there for this year, etc. And I think it was it, it appeared to be a somewhat diminished event uh, this yeah. year. I wasn't there. I didn't get to experience it. The times I have been, uh, there have been um, ten of them, and I have been to uh, eight of them, and it was amazing. It was the greatest event there is. I tell people, it's you take what you know about you know a world championship event and go up five notches, and that's what this event is. And so, for the most part, hot. When I don't go, I'm. It isn't the same, obviously, sitting you know thousands of miles away and just kind of seeing what happens. But when I do go, it's fantastic. Hot. Well. That puts an exclamation point on this week's uh, feature. Okay. You know, we'll have to play this when we get to uh, to, to uh, the championships. The We're going to see you in a few days, guys. Seeing you in yes. a few days. Yes. We do it live. Too. It's going to be great. Oh, man. Um, and uh, first IPAs on me, by the way, guys. Good. Looking forward to uh, yeah. uh, selecting something uh, unique, but uh, wow, it's going to be great, and we're looking forward to everybody being there. And uh, if you're going to to uh, Tornado Championships this coming weekend, wow, uh, we're looking for you. And uh, come please see us. stop by. And say, yeah, come yep. see us. Yep, absolutely. And uh, guys, uh, any parting shots, Adam? Yeah, I want to play you two out of three singles for that shirt. Mm. For the shirts. Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, I love that shirt. shirt. That's some. That's vintage as hell. I love it. It's good. I will. I will forewarn you before you actually go ahead and make that bet. That um, for the very first time in my foosball career, I uh, made it to the finals uh, this past Friday during our DYP, uh, and uh, played forward and almost double dipped Sammy D- Dijon. I'll take that warning. Two out of three. <laughs> wow. I played forward. That is exciting news. And I'll put something time. breaking story. Is it, do we have a breaking story? I'll put, I'll put, I'll put something <laughs> on the table. Hold on. <laughs> it, That's it was incredible kind news. Of weird. That was very strange. I've never had that kind of experience before because I've always been a goalie. Ooh, and, this. Uh, so, so, this is when I won pro singles at, at Nationals. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll put that on the table for your shirt. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. We're taking We're taking I love it. You see that? Yeah. That Ooh. is a world championship trophy. Look right at there. that. Okay. Look at yeah. that. Tom Yorn, I won. There's my king of the hill. Oh, wait, no. This is a FIFA. <laughs> that's FIFA singles. That doesn't count. Never king mind. of the hill. Anyways, no, I'm just messing around. But yeah, no. You guys, no I'm, well. I am so excited for this. I'm so excited to be hanging out with you you all this coming weekend and Clay, too. Oh. It's gonna yeah, be so I'll be fun. getting in. I'll be getting in on Thursday. Day. Come see us, folks. Um, the, the, the guys will be there on Friday. I know Clay as, as well as coming in, the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Talk Live is going to be, uh, I think, the best ever uh, as it emanates from this great event. And uh, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in just a few days. I'm, I'm leaving Thursday morning. And this is what? Is this Sunday night? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. So a couple days. So here, here goes. Everybody have a safe flight. And uh, let's get together and, and, uh, and let's kill this thing. Well, well, guys, yeah. 
<laughs> pardon my euphemism. But uh, it's been great having you uh, this week. And, of course, thanks for tuning in to Foostalk Live as always. Uh, we will be back next week from Kentucky, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, live from Tornado Championships. Thanks for tuning in. Foos Talk Live proudly presents a weekly update of events near you with the Foos Talk Live Tournament Beat. Here's what's up. Here comes the 2022 $100,000 Tornado Championships of Professional Foosball, August 31st through September 5th. The Clarion Hotel, 1950 Newtown Pike, Lexington, Kentucky. Better Game Incorporated presents the Portland Doubles Mashup Foosball Tournament brought to you by the House of Tournaments, September 16th through the 18th at the Home Turf Sports Bar, Tigard, Oregon. It's the 2022 $10,000 Michigan State Foosball Championship, sponsored by Foos Gadgets. September 30th through October 2nd at the Hilton Garden Inn, Lansing West, Lansing, Michigan. The South Florida Foosball Club and RK Foosball proudly present Thunderdome 2, October 7th through the 9th. Holiday Inn, St. Petersburg North. Olmerton Road, Clearwater, Florida. It's the 2022 16th Annual Louisiana State Foosball Championships, October 7th through the 9th at Buffalo Billiards, Bloomfield Street in Jefferson, Louisiana. Don't miss the 2022 Illinois State Championship 9th Annual Foosball Tournament, October 20th through 23rd, Poplar Creek Bowl, Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Two Gun Productions presents the Halloween Open, October 29th through the 30th at Magoo's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The IFP has announced two events for 2023, which includes the 2023 Kentucky State Tour kickoff, Clarion Hotel in Lexington, Kentucky, February 1st through the 5th, and the 2023 Hall of Fame Classic at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas, Nevada, April 12th through the 16th. Each week, we do our best to give you the most up-to-date listing of foosball tournaments near you. If you have an event you would like to add, send us all the details at info at foosballradio.com. Tune in every week for the Foos Talk Live, Foosball Beat. This has been a Foosball Radio presentation, all rights reserved. Brought to you in part by InsideFoos.com, ProtectoFlex, RodLock, 518 Prince, the USTSO, and Foosball Clubs USA. Tune in again next week for another episode of Foos Talk Live. In the meantime, we'll see you Foosie.